We are back. Yeah, on a dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And this is going to be the most stupendous. I'm trying to do my best Pat McAfee right now. The most stupendous, dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. Okay, I can't hold that. I don't know how he can hold that energy for so long. He's as old as we are. But anyway, no, this is going to be stupendous because this is WrestleMania weekend. We are back in the penthouse. We are actually in the podcast poker room here in the penthouse. And uh, we're going to have a good time. And we're going to watch night two of WrestleMania a little later on. Uh, in this podcast, we're going to review night one. We're going to talk about night two. And before I forget, we're also going to have uh, in in the middle or at the end, I don't know, Big Ugly, it's up to you. Uh, we got a podcast interview with the chorus of the Chesapeake talking about a yes. bull roast coming up in May. Um, that's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to, you know, and we got some good guys from the chorus of the Chesapeake. But in the building right now, in the penthouse, live with us is a very special guest. He's been on our podcast before. He's joined us for. WrestleMania. I'm wearing the shirt. Wear the shirt. Um, he's doing ah, yeah. Wearing the shirt. And you, yeah. the shirt, you told me to get XL because 2XL was too big, too big for me. Yeah. You see what good. I'm saying? Yeah. And he's wearing a shirt from when uh, the first time that I went to WrestleMania with this man, um, which was in New York, New Jersey, uh, MetLife. Uh, that was good. Jason Justin Tucker, welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Good to be back. Good to be back. How you doing, man? Good? Doing good. Good. I love that jersey. That was yes. the Cena Rock. Second match, time right? in a lifetime. Second time in a lifetime, yeah. <laughs> That's Rock's right. retirement match. That right. was one of the best sets of WrestleMania. They had the Statue of Liberty on top of the yeah. big thing on the ring. Yeah. And there was a Brooklyn Bridge back yeah. there in the Empire State Building. Like 2012. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Puff Daddy performed, P. Diddy. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Tight is what it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is good times. Uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, and we're going to have a couple segments for us, and we'll have a segment for the course at the Chesapeake that's great. Episode 104, Big Ugly. And it was six years ago, almost to the, I don't say to the day, but to the month maybe, when I came back from Dallas, yeah. when they actually had 101,000 people on one night of WrestleMania, not 77,000 people with the number spruced up. No, no, we started <laughs> doing this. Even with the spruced up number, I still had more in my WrestleMania yeah. than one night. But um, six years, man. That's crazy. Six? And, and, and it just went by so fast. Didn't it? Like, it's wild. We grew up. Yeah. A little bit. Right. <laughs> but six we're still years. doing this, man. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm glad you're still with us, man, as far as Absolutely. the podcast. Yes. This is great, man. We're having a good time. Absolutely. On our way to 200. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we do another one a month. Six years, right? We do one a month. We'll have it in another six years. Twelve years in. Oh my 200. goodness, we'll be uh, yeah. gray yeah. by that time. Just for men, this podcast will be just. That'll be our new sponsor. Yeah, just. <laughs> now, now I'll tell you who had a sponsor. Uh, Shinsuke depends. and Rick Boogs had a sponsor. What? Mike's Hard Life or whatever that was. Oh yeah. They had the whole uh, the gimmick, the sound, the lights, everything. But you know. We got Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. We don't have to Another promote sponsor. this yeah. <laughs> any more than Stone Cold did yeah. on night one. But we'll get to that. Um, so I just want to just check Speaking in. Speaking of, Boots is injured, like legit. So yeah. I want to know. So we're going to talk about night one. Obviously, that's going to be our first segment of the podcast. Um, so I don't know if he did that during the match or if that was a nagging injury that he's had leading up to Mania where they pulled in the story. What do you guys think? Did it actually happen? I think it actually happened. I think when he went to put the Usos up, his knee actually buckled. And I think they didn't think it was serious at first. Like, maybe, you know. But 
he ended up needing to really be carried out. Yeah, he did. And I think that it could have been a situation in which Shinsuke and him were supposed to win, and they had to change it so that Shinsuke wasn't the only winner, like in the ring. Right, because they might have had a legit injury. Yeah, because Booz was legit injured. He yeah. can't share in the title win, right. and he also can't defend it, depending yeah. on how long. It said something about his yeah. quad. Like, that's, that's, yeah. Take a while. So that's, that's what I heard, that it was legit. Okay. But. Yeah. Jason Justin Tucker? I Did, didn't hear anything, but I, I mean, I, of course, saw it yeah. when he put both the Usos up and then he buckled. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like just a, to show that he's not so strong. Right. But then after the match, you found out that he really he was actually hurt. injured. Yeah. It was legit, though, because I say about five minutes beforehand, he did that vertical suplex and he held him up there and he did that. We went down to a knee, things like that. So it's making me think. I know he teased the knee injury on SmackDown a couple weeks earlier. That's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he faked it, you know, yeah. faking whatever. But that match only lasted 30 seconds. So I didn't, haven't seen Rick Boog's work since then. So I don't know. Maybe it was a, a lagging injury that they thought they could get through or maybe they just this is how they're writing him out. I don't know. But either way, he's legitimately hurt. That sucks because he is one of the guys that's actually on fire right now. Yeah. Like him uh, <clears throat> paired with Shinsuke who got a little dry after his heel face, heel yeah. face. Yeah. But new life to Shinsuke too. <clears throat> I yeah. mean, the opening match of WrestleMania, that entrance was awesome. Yeah. Even though they did use it to promote Something, uh, Mike's hard life, whatever that was. You know, their relationship kind of reminds me of the Rusev, Aiden English. Ooh, okay. Do you see that correlation? The Rusev like, Day kind of thing. Yeah, Aiden English came in with the singing, and it kind of gave Rusev the rub. Then the Rusev Day took off, and it just elevated both of them. Yeah, you know, it was just a good pairing. It's true. Um, you know, but apart from each other. I'm not sure how sustainable <clears throat> Boogs is, and I think I feel like Shinsuke also might go back to. The problem with Shinsuke is that he's a great performer, but he just doesn't have the microphone. Yeah, true. So beyond his theme music, it, it's it can be rough, right? But Boogs kind of fills in that gap. Sure, because he can talk, he can sing. Yeah, um, he's very personable. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, that's one of the main things. Not only just with Pat McAfee getting up on the desk and dancing, and putting him over, but that's cool. But I think that's one of the things I look for on SmackDown the most. So I hope he comes back sooner than later. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I hope uh, hope he gets well. So, yeah, uh, let's just jump into night one. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I want to I want to throw a tangent here before we go into night one. Um, I want to throw in a tangent of Will Smith. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you know, and Chris Rock. Um, Jason, Justin Tucker, you know what happened. Yes, I saw. Okay. Oh, I didn't watch live. Okay. Neither did I, actually. I, I Trust me, no one did. No yeah, one. Everyone, everyone saw That's the, the point. Yeah. This was a ratings <laughs> ploy. It's a work. I tell you. Yeah, we yeah. all saw the highlights and the build to WrestleMania. That's and, all uh, wow. And then and, and the memes and the gifs and everything that's yeah. around. Okay. So, for those who, I don't know if there's anybody who don't know. I, I don't even have I to explain I don't think you this. have to explain it. It's the slap heard around the world. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, so, first of all, is it a work or is it legit? Big ugly. Oh no, that dress legit. Okay. Yeah, it's super legit. Okay. Um, now, he actually withdrew from the academy. I think Will yeah, Smith has done. Resigned from the academy. Did he give up his award though? No. Okay. The likelihood of them taking his award is slim, considering awards have never been taken from Harvey Weinstein right. or Roman Polanski. Right. <laughs> and they committed. That was a little bit worse. Far worse crimes. A little bit yeah. worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so I mean, and, and he—I I don't know if y'all saw King Richard the movie. 
Yeah, I did. That was tight. It was on HBO Max, That's very great. which you yeah. put over two years ago. I did. And yes. <laughs> still got, still haven't gotten a paycheck yet. But uh, you yeah. will. You should. <laughs> you seen it? Big, uh, no, I haven't watched it. Yet. You gotta watch it. King Richard. It's it's a great movie, and Will Smith is fantastic in it. So okay, this a slap heard around the world, slap seen around the world, and then memed around the world. Okay. And you just and you not a lot of people have been watching award shows just because, but now people are gonna start. Watch, like there's the, there's one tonight, like the Emmy. Oh, I don't know what it is. Um, something on tonight during night two. Grammys. Grammys. Thank you. Oh, so so, Grammys. People might be watching, see who wants to slap who. Um, <laughs> somebody know who's slapping who. All right, sorry. All right, and, and the WrestleMania. We're gonna put a picture up on this on the podcast because I saw a really cool picture, like the WrestleMania build up. It had Will Smith on one side, Chris Rock on the other, Denzel in the middle as the uh, special guest referee. Special. Oh. <laughs> and Jada up in the shark cage. And now, <laughs> well, bringing it back to wrestling. Yes. Uh, about the memes and everything. Yes. Someone, I don't know if it's the new game or the older game. Okay. But someone created Will Smith and Chris Rock and, and put the match up. In 2K22. Either uh, 2K22 or 2K21. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell which version it was. But somebody did it. Someone made the match and had him fight in Helmet Head. Hell in a Cell. In the Hell in a Cell. Yes. The, the internet is undefeated. <laughs> the internet wins every time. Now, here's the question. Did you watch that? I watched it just because it was... Who like, won? Will Smith. Will Smith! <laughs> Son of a bitch. The heel won. The heel won. Well, now they got sympathy for Chris Rock. Now he got come yeah, back for the rematch. <laughs> so now you're going to get memes about the rematch. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so that's my tangent just because it was... It's been memed up. It's been yeah. fun. I would... I would say Vince, you know, should have at least a call. And so what do you? So I mean, talking about this, you, what do you think? I mean, is it uh, is it one of the things where it's like, man, something happens and let's just move on from it, or is it like there needs to be judgment? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, like, what do you think? Uh, at this point, it's it's gonna be the thing until the next thing happens. Right. That's all it's gonna be. I, I, I this is agree. the hot topic right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> as far as what legitimately happened and why it happened. I got Chris Rock was making a joke. He wasn't like trying to intentionally bash Jada Pinkett or Will Smith, in my opinion. Yeah. And Will Smith was defending. You know, he got a little hot about it. He, you know, obviously, you know, but his wife cheated on him. I don't know. It's, it's an emotional outburst. It's an emo- it happens, yeah. and you know, it could have happened different ways. He could have just been yelling, "Keep your wife's name out your so, effing mouth." I will say this, right? But he did go up and slam. Yeah. So I think the rhetoric around their relationship is a bit off. And the only reason I say it is because a lot of people feel like Jada cheated on Will. Which, I guess, technically, they're still married. So if you have an affair with somebody else, it's right. cheating, right? However, they had both agreed to see other people. Right. I think the only difference is that we found out who Jada was seeing. Right. Where we just never found out who... Will was probably out here banging all kinds of... He and Tiger were out there. Right. Right now. <laughs> Sorry, it's, but it's the truth, though. It's you the know? truth. Yeah, it's things out, things yeah, happen. Man. He's Will think, Smith. He, yeah. you tell me, he ain't getting none. Yeah, he listen, exactly. It was an emotional outburst. Oh. I think Will admitted he was wrong. I don't think there's any question that he was dead wrong for yeah. what he did. Um, but he's I think, an emotional guy. He's an actor, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he's been through a lot. I think you know, yeah. um, you know. So yeah, I tell you what, Chris Chris Rock didn't sell it at all. No. Yeah. He yeah. did not splinch. He didn't sell it. He, yeah. sell it. Yeah. he just kept going. Yep. He was like, biggest moment in Oscars history. Like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, I, I feel like 
I, I, I tell people like, listen, Academy up front, they're like, they're like, man, this is terrible. Backstage, they're like, this is good shit. You're right. They were venting out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, they were like, this is gonna get year. so much yeah. press and media yeah. for, yeah, man. Next year, everybody's gonna tune in <laughs> <laughs> to see who's right. who slaps who next. Chris Rock will host. <laughs> he better. Oh my God! You need one of these host switch it. Will Smith host. Why not? Right. Yeah. Will Smith. Exactly. They need to. Oh man! See, this yeah. is what we're talking about during WrestleMania time because this is a big media event. Like this is the the blitz that happened in the past week. So again, something else is going to happen, and then something else is going to take the attention. This is what happens with the internet, who's undefeated. Yeah. Social media. Um, you know, before. Anybody, you had to have been watching 211 or 13 back in the day, and you don't have social media, you don't have DVR. Uh, you, maybe you had caught it on VHS, who knows? I don't know, but nowadays, something like that, that's what it is. Um, so, Scott Hall, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it a little bit and just us. That, that sucks. Uh, he was just on WrestleMania last year in the NWO getting inducted for the, oh, yeah. for the second time, actually. Two-time, I think. Uh, wait. He's a two-time inductee. Yeah, DX and... Uh, no. no. No, not DX. No. Razor he, Ramon. He got, Razor, I'm sorry, Razor yeah. Ramon, yeah. He's one of the two-time inductees. Uh, Which, sidebar, yeah. we were texting and we were talking about Triple H yes. being in the Hall of Fame, but he, he is in the Hall of Fame because he, of DX. DX, right. And I, it hit me when they were talking about but yeah, continue, yeah. Scott. He needs to go in yeah. on his own. Oh, without a like, doubt. Legit. Without a doubt. But Scott Hall, uh, two-time Hall of Famer. Just and he was going in for a completely different situation, going in the hospital, and then blood clots, and and you know, just passed away. And he was a guy legitimately trying to turn his life around. Like he lived more than sixty five years of a life. Like <laughs> absolutely. Um, it just that one hit harder, man. Yeah, that definitely. Hit. I I think I, I feel like this is like the first wrestler of my like that generation when I first started watching wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that mid-90s time to like pass away is just like damn there could be somebody else I'm not thinking of but I'm just like that yeah. one just hit hard well that one's more of your because you, you watch that kind of attitude Correct. there and things yes. like that that's why it's hitting you yeah. hard yeah but it, it was like damn uh, yeah. Scott Hall man you were a fan Scott Hall oh, Razor Ramon definitely I had I even had the, um, a Razor necklace oh you did oh the, the one with the oh okay the, the actual Razor on it well, what's that Razor Ramon or Razor yeah, Razor yeah. something like okay yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. And he, you know, I was there at 31 San Francisco where he and the NWO came out with DX and Sting and Triple H. And, man, he's been at every Mania at least, you know, doing backstage or something like that. Yeah. He, he yeah. and Kevin Nash were uh, back there with Michael Che and uh, whatever that was. To Andre and John Battle. Right. Yeah. They were at the WrestleMania we all went to. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were doctors back yeah. there. <laughs> God. And they were good stuff, man. And NWO legit was on the special order of the 2K2. Uh, 2K22 yes. um, video game and just that sucks man especially that uh, he actually was going to get taken off life support and he got taken off life support and then he kept living for a little while Yeah, that's that's telling you know yeah. I'm going on my terms man yeah. you ain't calling my finish for yeah. me I'm going out on my own <laughs> so uh, props to Scott Hall I just got to mention that um, you know, but you know up. Kevin Nash came in the, in the hospital room and punched him in his chest and he fell down <laughs> is that what he it was? Gave him a finger poke. The finger poke of doom <laughs> yeah, is what happened. Down, yeah. mm. a swig of beer for the working man, a swing of Coke Zero for the working man. Yeah. Um, and swig of Broken Skull American Lager. Um, we'll talk about that because we're going to talk about night one. 
And we should get back to night one. Episode 104. Uh, we appreciate everybody in I every country. Tangent. You got a tangent? Real I just quick. want to thank all the listeners. Go ahead. You know, SoundCloud, iTunes, no, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. We so got to thank them. Yeah. And all across the world, even in Japan. Yeah. Um, we thank you, everybody. You got a tangent. One Japanese bastard. Well, at least one, <laughs> and that's going to be now. But uh, um, what do you got? But yeah, no, I was just going back to the Hall of Fame. Yes, yes, we got to talk about uh, the Hall of Fame. You were talking about Triple H Mm -hmm. going in. Yeah. This is how I feel about X-Pac. I don't know what the holdup is, but I feel like X-Pac needs to go in by himself. He's been inducted with DX. He's been inducted with NWO, which to me was kind of weird. But it's like... Yeah, that one didn't make sense. Yeah. Sean Waltman, I think, has contributed enough on his own. And 100%. No offense to Charmel, okay? Mm. (laughs) But after Charmel goes in, Mm. right... And I'm thinking to myself, X-Pac is not in... You know what I'm saying? Mm. I get it. She She's a woman. There's less to choose from. You know, so I, I kind of... Michelle McCool, excuse me. But, but she couldn't go in the same but, yeah. as Undertaker. But, uh, okay. but yeah, I'm like, listen, they need to stop doing Sean Waltman like this. He deserves... He needs to be the first three-time Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. He needs, he needs bling bling yeah. on three rings yeah. is what he I needs. I mean, one, two, three, kid. Six. X-Pac. Yeah. Come on. Man. Yeah, yes, he was in the NWO, but I don't know if he needed to go in with the NWO. No, no offense. No. It was weird. Should have been Hogan, yeah. Hall, and Nash. That's if it. anything, it should have been. If they were going to add a fourth person, it would have been Bischoff. Yeah. Not not True. Sean Walton. Yeah. I mean, if you want to induct people at the NWO, there could have been 26 people to go in with the NWO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, X Pac, Sean Waltman needs to get the nod for the Hayden to go in on his own. I know we always you know have the Hall of Fame conversation, but absolutely 100. Um, percent What do you think? You agree with that? I agree. Okay, that's good. Um, big fan of X Pac, one, two, three, kid. Uh, Sean Waltman, what'd Lightning Kid. What do you think of the Hall of Fame? Uh, you know, we should talk about that first because that did happen for night one. I think it was very well produced. Um, I think there was. Uh, the the correct timing went with the correct people. Um, you know, obviously this was happening right after SmackDown, so 10 to 12, 30, a little bit late, but that's okay. It's WrestleMania weekend. Things are going to go late. Obviously, we know that. Um, I enjoyed it. I think the inductee, other than... Okay, so CM Funk is not here. He uh, we'll, we'll talk about CM Funk in just a minute. But um, at first, neither one of us agreed, like, Okay, she's great, no offense to her, but she doesn't deserve to go in the Hall of Fame. Her body of work does not allow it. Yes, she was fantastic with King Booker. Absolutely, 100%. But that that was one of King Booker's it runs. Was, it was such a small it set was, of time. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't a complete body of work. Yeah, and I mean, she was a Nitro girl before that. Okay, fantastic. But that does not warrant a Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? No, There's yeah, other no, people... No, yeah. Men, women, that could have gone in before her. Absolutely. Not, not only X-Pac, but yeah. I thought the show was well produced. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really great that they get to use the American Airlines Arena Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever they need. Um, I think uh, I, you know Vader, Vader's family, awesome. Shad Gaspar, fantastic. Thank yes. that you know he he's definitely a hero. Um, his son came out. <clears throat> uh, JTG came out a little bit. That little yeah, crown time. Uh-huh. Yeah. They didn't give him a microphone, obviously, but yeah, it's all right. But they, he was there. That was good. Yeah. I'm glad he was there. Um, Steiner Brothers, I'm okay with that. I still want Demolition to go in, but maybe, maybe not. But uh, giving Scott Steiner a hot mic, all right, I'm a, I'm a fan. That's good. He told a weird story about Randy Savage in a van. <laughs> but anyway, but we got to talk about. Your boy, our boy, The Undertaker. Taker. Um, that was the best Hall of Fame induction speech. They even said it. Uh, after I agree, hundred percent. They gave him his own body mic. 
He was able to stroll around the ring. It was more, it was a motivational speech. Yeah. It was a Hall of Fame induction. It was a thank you. Thank you, you yeah. And it was a nod to sports entertainment because of what he did at the end. He went right back into character. Yeah. Never say never. never. Yeah. Might happen, <laughs> might not. But that was great. I want to I wanna ask you, let's start with Jason Justin Tucker. Right. What did you think of the Hall of Fame, in particular, The Undertaker? I didn't watch the full thing. Okay. I saw highlights. Okay. Um... But I, I, I saw the presentation of his statue. And, yeah. And exactly what you talked about. He walked out and put the outfit back on. Yep. You liked it? I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Real good. You see the whole Hall of Fame, uh, Big Ugly? So I watched, I, I mostly skipped around to the actual people, like the acceptance speeches. Okay. And watched a little bit of it. But, uh, you know, for the, as far as, so Hall of Fame was good. Yeah. I, I'm on board with everything you said, sure. including the Charmel thing. Undertaker. Definitely good. I love how they put his different uh, costumes yeah. up in the ring. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, you know, he did do a great speech. I love that, you know, he thanks Shawn Michaels and Triple H and how much, you know, those moments meant and everything. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And it, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, eventually he's just like, all right, now that I'm in the Hall of Fame, I can rest in peace. Immediately puts on a suit <laughs> and says, never say never. <laughs> that, that's, I, that's, uh, I love it. <laughs> nobody prompted him to do that. Yeah, he did yeah, that on his own. Yeah, I I'm love sure. It. I love it. But again, it might it never come to anything. But if anything, no, it'll yeah. have people watching. Like, maybe he will. Maybe, you know, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. I even thought for a minute, for a minute, the Seth Rollins mystery opponent. <laughs> We're going to get to that. You, you knew where I was I, going with that. I thought the same. I was like, man, I think we're going to hear the gong. I kept saying, I was like, we're going to hear the gong, And we man. might hear it on night two. I know yeah. we came out on the Hall of I, Fame, which is great, but we'll yeah. get to night two. But, um, you know. Like, yeah. I was like, Taker's going to come out, like, maybe from behind him, hit the tombstone or something quick. Like, yeah. To get his last props yeah. in front of the WrestleMania crowd yeah. instead yeah. of on uh, the, the last bo- Boneyard match, which is great, by the way. Yeah. But no fanfare for that. None. Um, but he did get the fanfare from the fans um, in the American <laughs> Airlines Center for the Hall of Fame speech, and yeah. he did get the fanfare and the entrance um, for the the Hall of Fame inductees. I, on I had another person I was thinking too for that match. We'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk. It's oh, night yeah. one. We're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. All right, CM Funk. All right, so uh, I'm not going to go too deep into what's going on with CM Funk right now, but uh, you know he's texting live from the isolation ward of the Estate Gardens. So uh, he he's. He's in self-quarantine. Let's yeah. put it right there right now. We're all good. Um, and he was talking about night one, too. So let's uh, let's just jump into night one, shall we? Yeah. And, and since we were just talking about it, let's talk about um, Seth Rollins and his mystery opponent that uh, was a, actually a pretty fun angle leading up to WrestleMania. Uh, having him jump through all the hoops and then just go up to Vince. And then Vince was like, why didn't you just ask me? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So... Before the match, you know, we're going to talk about who it actually was, but we thought it might be The Undertaker. Yeah. Was there anybody else on the horizon other than who it actually was? Did you? We talked about this a little bit before. Yeah, I was thinking some version of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yo, I can't I, believe I, we're I, all on the same page, We are page, totally bro. in there. That's exactly who I was going to say. He's in Dallas. I, yes. I thought we were, I was like, I was like, all right, I was like, it's either the gong or we're going to hear Bray Wyatt's laugh. Like, we're going to hear that because laugh. Come or all that. the lights are going to go out. Yeah. Because, they, because they did. Because they did. Yeah. The lights did go out. Yeah. And briefly, too, it was like yeah. short light, short light, and then all out. Yeah. Which made you think it could be Bray Wyatt. It could yeah. be Undertaker. Yes. And the first voice you heard was a little muffled, 
But you know, once what people really understood yeah. who it was. So those were the three, obviously, yes. on top. Who yes. it was. I was, you know, don't do some gimmick where you bring out Elias for a minute and, and tease everybody. Don't oh, do that. Oh, oh, yeah, you yeah. need to go right for it. Obviously they waited for the right timing. Yo, they gave Elias his gimmick to Rick Booth. No, no. <laughs> like, I, like, I thought about that when I saw Rick. I was like, yo, they really gave... Elias doesn't get on WrestleMania at all. Nope. And they gave his gimmick to Booth. And, and Elias <laughs> is... Uh, they did that whole deal where he destroyed his guitar and threw it away. And they haven't used him since. He's still with the company. So yeah, he is, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But yeah, this this was a... I love the build. And it's great for WrestleMania to where you do not know. But there's literally so many rumors flying around yeah. that it could be anybody. And you just hope you're not disappointed. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I was not disappointed. I don't think CM Funk here was disappointed texting. Um, I don't think you guys were. But what we saw, what we heard was the AEW music, the AEW presentation, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and man... One, there was a lot of pops that night yeah. in WrestleMania night one. That was huge. Yeah. And that did not end. Before we talk about the match and the finish and everything, what did you think about Cody Rhodes? We talked about this a little bit off air, but yes. uh, what did you think about Cody Rhodes? I was partly expecting Cody, mm-hmm. uh, but I wasn't 100% sure. You, you might have been expecting Stardust. Yes. <laughs> or at least the music to play and then, you know, him yeah. come out on his own. Yeah. But anyway. But you, you said you were, you were partly expecting it. Yes. But yeah. um, Big Ugly, is that, uh, was that your first expectation or were you up yeah. on some of these others? Yeah, about? so no, first expectation was definitely Cody Rose because, you know, Everybody I know he signed. Been rumored that he signed. But or I also know secret. that <clears throat> WWE doesn't really have a hist- they don't have that much of a history of having s- people premiere at WrestleMania usually right. just like the next night so then right. they made me think that it could be somebody like Taker or Bray Wyatt right. who we're already familiar with but of course you know it ended up being Cody yeah and that's um, the first big jump from the other direction uh, the honeymoon period is over for AEW. There's yeah. no, there's there's legit competition now. Like this is, we're we're getting into the Wednesday Night Wars again or whatever it is. This is, uh, they didn't talk about AEW at all. They didn't have to, because everybody knows where he came from. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like if you're a fan of professional wrestling, 99 out of 100 knows the American Nightmare. He came from AEW, built AEW, yeah. left on weird terms. Then he so, shows up. So do you think? Are you saying that you feel like it's competition because now you finally have somebody? going the other direction yeah. which means that AEW talent could also start looking to Cody Rhodes and being like damn I want to pop up on Wrestlemania absolutely 100% <laughs> yeah. like you, we've seen uh, it's not a surprise anymore on AEW every show every week somebody's contract is up with WWE that are going over there it's yeah. not a surprise anymore um, it's decent to see all the different type of matches and styles and, and whatever it's great but if when you see it going the other way and it's not just some Mick Carter from AEW. This is the guy who built AEW. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the yeah. uh, the foundation. Him and his wife, like, yeah. ran AEW for three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, this is a guy walking now down on yeah. WrestleMania's ramp yeah. in a prime I, position. I, I mean, he created... I think, I think it's like we have to give Cody Rhodes respect, right? Because him and the Young Bucks created the market for that competition. Yeah. When they did that... Uh, 
this was before AEW even started, right? right? When they did that ten thousand dollar, I mean ten thousand people arena. Yes, that was like unheard of for like an indie event to like do that. You know what I'm saying? All it's in like, or all yeah, whatever all that was. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, this. I mean, it's huge. It's it's big and it's yeah. bigger on a lot of levels. But the the main thing is, I mean, it's in Texas. His family, Texas, Dusty Rhodes. I mean, all of these. Uh, it just excuse me, so big and the crowd was hot. Crowd was into it. I think Cody was a little, I don't want to say nervous, but he looked a little off, just a tad, some points, you know, but he's he hasn't been in a WWE style for a while. He's been calling his own shots for like three years, you know what I'm saying? So, I think he did well. I think Seth Rollins is a perfect person to work with because he's going to make anybody look good. Um, and then, you know, Cody won. He can't come in like that and not win, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, winning and losing doesn't mean too much on some level but gotta do it here I mean did you like the outcome did you like the match guys I mean it's yeah, yeah it's cool I, I mean listen admittedly I am I I respect Cody Rhodes a lot and the things he's accomplished mm-hmm. in the setting up of AEW I am not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan I think that his in ring work is a little bit overrated like I feel like he's decent and okay but there's nothing mind blowing you're about him. You're right. I would watch Seth Rollins in the ring a hundred times over before I care about Cody Rhodes. You're right. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, he's got all the fundamentals, obviously. Yes. It's all about the gimmick, and uh, it's all about the story he's presenting. Yeah. But mad respect, because, <clears throat> I mean... This is a guy who's like 6 nothing, 200 yes. nothing, yes. and he just walked down the ramp at WrestleMania. Like, yes. on his own, in his own gimmick. That's Right. Yeah. He did it. However yeah. he did it, he did yeah. it. And and that's the thing that you gotta respect about him more is because he's not he he's not accomplished all that he's accomplished with like the fanfare of like Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, where it's like, oh, you're considered the best in the world. It's like he was a mid carter <clears throat> that bet on himself, right. left WWE, <clears throat> started this whole new promotion, became the guy there, and has now used that as leverage to come back to WWE in a in a WrestleMania spot and right. go over on one of the top stars <clears throat> right. in the business. Like, right. And him and his wife are running the whole show at AEW. Now they can just come in, do their work, and, and not go I mean, but they, they ain't running the whole show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they're getting paid a ton more well, money. Yeah. A ton of money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is set for everybody got to step up their game because you don't know what's going to happen. But now that you can see it jump from the other side for the first time and it's on WrestleMania, which is the stage that everybody's yeah. looking at. I mean, that's... that's, that's so, huge. here's the question, right, huge. for the AEW people. Do you feel like there's going to be more of AEW originals wanting to go to WWE or WWE or ex-WWE guys kind of like, hey, I want to come back? I, I think there's going to be from both sides, but I think it's going to be more now that the AEW guys are going to start looking a little harder than they might have in the past. Right? They're going. They're going to. They're going to see that text message from whoever in the office, or pick up that phone call a little bit more yeah. instead of just ignoring it now. Yeah. Because there, there's opportunity. Yeah. There's chances. If, if yeah. Cody can go, right? <laughs> anybody can go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <clears throat> and now it's it's what they say. Obviously, what do they do with Cody now? Like that. That's what the big thing is. How does Cody move forward? Because obviously it's a big time, long term deal. Um, they got to do something. I think. I think he's got to get his gimmick right. Like that American Nightmare. I, I didn't really watch. You guys know I didn't watch AEW, so I don't really know what the gimmick was in. You know AEW, but he's got to get it over. That's the only way he's going to survive. Or he'll find himself back in the mid card quick. You, you know, here's what I'm. <clears throat> excuse me, fantasy booking allergies, man. See, tis the season. All right, here's my fantasy booking. 
So, I've, and there's another thing that just happened. Uh, Triple H had to retire officially from in-ring competition. Yep. Um, we actually got to see his last WrestleMania match in New York uh, against Batista, yep. where Batista fell into the ring. Um, <clears throat> and they had to redo that whole entrance. But here's the thing. <clears throat> With Triple H retiring and Cody Rhodes blatantly attacking Triple H during his whole time in AEW, he needs to use that. I know he came out to big fanfare, big pop. He needs to go heel quick and he needs to use that triple h retirement gimmick uh it's not a gimmick it's real but he needs to use that as fuel for an evil american nightmare character they're not going to do it because it's a good idea i know because it's a good idea it's a great idea (laughs) but again it's what they do with him now we'll see i don't know how much input he has they're going to run they're going to try and run with a run with a face yeah, uh, until, you know, they're running into the yeah. mid-card until they have which, to turn here. Which, listen, a heel turn, like you said, makes it, he's the American nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, he's not the American dream, he's the nightmare. Right. It, it, nightmare is a negative connotation. It's, it's a negative connotation, like, let him be a heel. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. I'm just excited. There's opportunity there. And Cody Rhodes has, well done for Cody Rhodes. He Absolutely. and his family established great stuff. All right. Um, next. WrestleMania night one. Here we go. Uh, Becky, Bianca, stole the show. 100%. Um, you, you agree? Yeah. Jason, Justin, Tucker? Uh, I love Becky's new look. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> I love the hair getting cut on the night before, the week before, because that gives more fuel because you know, Bianca uses her hair and she doesn't like people touching her hair. So Becky's hair got cut, and now she looks like, honestly... If you look at it, take a quick glance. She looked like Oscar. Yes. Yeah. With yeah, the with I the agree. red yeah. hair and the makeup. Yeah. But I mean, she looked more evil than she had, and she looked good. And she played it uh, character wise in the ring. And those two had a match that will rival any WrestleMania match at this point in time. What are your, you you agree, Jason Justin? Agree. You said how about you? No, I I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was good. Looking at it. And and Bianca won. Yes. Again, they put her over at WrestleMania for a title. They are all in with Bianca Belair. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though we would like to see a little more attitude and sass. I think she's pulling out some attitude and sass. She's not full heel like she was in NXT. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's it. So Becky Bianca yeah. stole WrestleMania Saturday. Would have been the main event at any other show. That's what CM Funk says. I agree. Uh, let's, talk about, <clears throat> let's talk about what was the main event up until Friday. And let's talk about a little controversy around that match. Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, which was the second-to-last segment on WrestleMania. And it was announced that that was the case on Friday. And apparently, and I don't know if y'all heard this, uh, Ronda wasn't happy. Oh. Ronda was not happy that they were not last on the show. Oh. Um, and because this whole story, obviously, Charlotte won, and there was a little controversy with the ref getting knocked down. Decent match wasn't anything spectacular, I don't think. Um, but there, what the controversy was that Ronda was pissed off. Like she actually walked out of SmackDown, did not stay for the Hall of Fame. Uh, she got mad because they found out they put her, you know, right before. But it's like here's the here's the logic. When we find out what happens with Austin later on, and you got Austin booked on a card in Texas in WrestleMania, I get that that's the last segment, and we understand why after we watch the show, but. Ronda's been around professional wrestling now enough to understand the business part of it. You can't put... If they put that match after the Austin thing, half the people would have gone home. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. It, this is the controversy. But the match was okay. Charlotte won. I will start with you, Big Ugly. What did you think of the match, and, and did you hear any of this controversy? Yeah, so I didn't hear the controversy. The match itself I thought was good. I actually thought that this was better than that one, that triple threat that we watched okay. at WrestleMania. Fair enough. Um, so I thought it was okay. Plus it wasn't 1230 at night. <coughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, so, yeah, but um, as far as the controversy, no, I, I didn't hear about that. However, I agree with the decision, and I get it. Amen. However, I can understand... That I mean that putting them before the main event, that's a come down. So I can understand how she you go from the main event to not being like, hey, we're gonna move you to the front of the card to like start WrestleMania. Right. You're getting moved to the match right before the main event, which everybody knows is the come down. Right. It's kind of an insult. And that was the match after uh Cody and Seth. Yeah. I believe too. Yeah. So, so it's like it's Yeah, I mean I feel you. You can't like you said, you you gotta have business smarts, but at the same time, if you if you're like, I'm gonna be the main event, right? And now I'm the show before the main event, right? It's like, damn, semi main don't mean semi main. It means yeah. it it's a come down. It's a come down. Really, you can't. Yeah. But and and honestly, it, it kind of was because where where it was <laughs> in between this huge yeah. Cody Rhodes return and what happens with uh, Austin, which we'll talk about. I, I'm, but the thing is, you know, Ronda had a plan. You know, they had a plan for Ronda and everything, and it came up 24 hours beforehand. They said, "Hey, we're changing it." R- Ronda Rousey, uh, to be a professional wrestler in any means, you gotta have ego. You gotta have intensity. You know, it's I don't know. There's different ways to deal with it. I guess she picked the wrong road. And honestly, <clears throat> I mean, this run for Rousey has not been at the height that her original, you know, right. 2019 run was. It's not it's not exciting anymore because it's not new. Yeah, correct. You know? And it's not her fault. No. Yeah, it's just like you said, it's not new anymore. It, she's just another part L- of the literally not. it's not even a new opponent. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? the same match we yeah. two thirds of the same match we yeah. saw at WrestleMania Jason. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Um so Again, a little controversy. It is what it is. The match was what it was. A little hard hitting. It's, it's all right, but um, <clears throat> that's that's what that was. Um, let's. Uh, why don't we just go right into it since we're right there at the end of the show? Uh, now announcing a talk show as the main event of WrestleMania. Obviously, they're going to do something more with it. We didn't know how much more. Jason and I were talking about this uh, offline a bit. Wow. This had to um, be a last minute call. But continue. Okay, so I I don't know about the how much of it like. <clears throat> Okay, so obviously Austin was going to come there. It was pro- probably playing two, three weeks ahead of time. Austin was going to be there regardless, but actually Correct. put him in, in the spot, in the KO show. Um, you know, you expect things like he goes on the KO show, you get a couple of watts in, you know, you drink some beer, you get some stunners, there it is. Yes. You don't expect a guy who's been out of the business for 19 freaking years, who has bad knees, bad back, bad neck, all legit, okay, to come out in wrestling gear, with his uh, knee braces on. But you're like, wait a minute. He usually comes out in like his broken skull t-shirt, and pair of jeans. jeans. Yeah. But he's like, and he's, he's got the half jorts on. Like, yeah. he's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. So, they, they fool around with the interview a little bit. Kevin Owens, by the way, mad props to him for being in this spot and sure. doing what he did. And Jason Justin Tucker, thank you for carrying Austin through this whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I agree with that. Hell yeah. And then... Kevin Owens just pulls out. Hey, man, you know what? I didn't bring you out here for an interview. I brought you out here for a fight. You know what? No holds barred. Right now, let's go. And Austin was like, "Uh, give me a hell yeah. Okay, we'll go. If they didn't say hell yeah, he wasn't. They're going to say hell yeah. 
And then I don't know the exact timing of the match, but it was at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, at least. Way, uh, way longer than I would expect. A uh, man that hasn't wrestled in nineteen years. I mean. He, and I mean, they were everywhere. They went all over, and even Jason Justin yeah. Tucker pulled out. They they used that ATV to get back up the ramp, yeah. even through the thing. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I was. I'm still in shock talking about it. I can't fathom the guy who left the business because his body was dying. Basically, he didn't, and he left the business at a time and a peak where he could have gone five, ten more years. He could have, but he left. He made peace with it. But he even talked about it after, you know, that crowd pop, all that. He, he wants it. It's Dallas. It's yes. Texas. It's WrestleMania. It's live. It's, you know, it's it's the first non-distanced WrestleMania in several years. You know what I'm saying? I <clears throat> Go here's, ahead. Here's my thoughts on Go that. ahead. The match itself, I enjoyed. I thought it was fun. Had I have known that Austin was going to actually have the match, I would have preferred a different build. I didn't care for the maybe that's why they for the KO show thing and then be like, oh, actually, I'm here to fight. Like, because if you think about KO, carried the entire feud. Like Austin right. only cut that one promo that was whatever in the desert or right. somewhere. You know, right? I would have actually preferred Austin to have like made some appearances to kind of really drum this thing up a bit. You know, and then actually built it as you know. It's like so we knew going into it like it's going to be a match. Sure. I would have preferred that. Okay. It's if you would have known it was building towards a match. Towards, right. Exactly. Instead of just a Instead of just impromptu fight, which kind of what it was. Yes. With no build, one-sided build. Okay, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, with the one-sided build. Yeah. I would have wanted... I guess what I'm saying is, if I know an Austin match is coming, I would have wanted the <clears> full <throat> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, the promos that he cuts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Him, and, him and Owens getting into it backstage. You know what I'm saying? Sure, some absolutely. of that stuff. That's what I'm... Beer truck coming. Yeah, Zamboni. Yeah, yeah. I would have wanted... Some of the Gaga. I feel you. Yeah. You wanted more stone. I wanted Cold. the Austin dust on it. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. That that's fair. I think, and this is exactly what you said. If it was building up to a match, if we knew it was a match, they left that lat for last minute as far as announcing it to the world, um, and it was a surprise for the live audience, which then translated as a surprise for television. Um, did, was this the plan all along? I don't think so. This uh, is what I'm saying. Maybe I, not. I think Austin. <laughs> I think they're asking Austin. He's like, yeah, I'll come. Are you going to match? I think up until last minute, he's prepping just in case, but yeah. he's still not. He's holding him on the line. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to do it. I think he tells him night before, like, we're going to go. Right. Let's do it. And here, here's the money. Here's yeah. here's uh, here's the plan. And you know what? We're going to put it over Broken Skull, uh, yeah. uh, American Lager. Like, not only are the announcers going to say it 25 times, yeah. but we're going to have ca- in the camera angle. Like, we're going to have yes. cans of beer in the camera. Yes, in the camera, yeah. Legit. And we're going to drink it all through the match. Yeah. And we're going to do it after the match. And even after fact, Austin went further when the cameras went off. So, okay. Austin, uh, CM Funk, pop of the night, of course. But, wow, he looked good for a guy who hasn't wrestled in 17 ye- or 19 years. Yeah. Took the suplex to the concrete like a champ. Yeah. Holy crap. And this is yes. what Jason and I were talking about. He took some bumps, man. Yeah. Um, he got he got uh, catapulted into the into the barrier outside. Yeah. Yeah. He took a suplex on the concrete. Yeah. Uh, he took a couple of flatbacks yeah. in the ring. Um, he and, didn't phone it in. No. Yeah. And he took a stunner. <clears throat> yes. He took a stunner. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, he looked... 
He, he looked like he was 55 years old. I mean, oh, obviously, yes. he didn't look like Stone Cold or 35. Oh, yeah. You know, what? Yeah. he's not going to. Yeah. But to have that happen in Texas, in the in the last segment where they destroyed... Uh, well, we're going to talk about destroying the ring because they did it all night. But um, that was... I was happy with the end. It was, it was a feel-good for the fans in, in person. Yeah. It was a feel-good for the TV. Yeah. But as far as you say, yeah. the wrestling purist as a build, same thing with you know putting the main yeah. event last and putting the championship on, whatever. And you know Saxton asked for this. I, I'm like, you know, there's of no course. way. Like, it was so random, but I, I loved every minute of it. But I'm like, I know he had to have been backstage. Like, please call me up so I can take this. Yeah. He took a good stunner, too. He like, does. He, he, he took he a rock-style stunner. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he, he sold the crap yeah. out of it. <laughs> and he laid out there for, like, minutes. Yeah. Like, he just laid out, yeah. It was cool, and Kevin Owens kind of rolled out, gave him the ring after it was all over. Uh, after he took his, uh, you know, stunner, another second stunner. Yeah. So I think it was good. It was a feel good moment. He got a big pop. There was a lot of big pops, and the crowd was still hot after four hours um, because it was it was a eight to twelve in action. It was a two hour kickoff show, but I don't know what they were doing inside because they didn't show it on uh, kickoff show. But so. It was good. I, I mean, we're drinking the IPA, or I'm drinking the American Lager. I got the IPA, too. You can find American Lager. Go to brokenskullbeer.com. We're not getting anything for this, but you can go into the destination location and find out where it's been delivered in your area within, within zip code. So I just looked up at the pre-show, Yeah, and I just got to say, okay. big props to Logan Paul, okay? Okay. Impressive. Like, let me tell you something. You might not like the Paul brothers, and not supposed I get to. that. Right, yeah, yeah. That's their, but that's their I deal. I cannot question this man's athleticism, because he looked good. Uh, and we'll talk about that. Let's uh, we'll start with CM Funk. Logan Paul looked pretty good for what he was asked to do. Not sure I'm ready for a Miz Paul weekly storyline. Yeah, me neither. This is a one-off. Uh, Logan Paul was at WrestleMania last year. He was involved with the Sami Zayn, Kevin, Kevin Owens angle. Yeah, you're right. Um, Logan Paul is... Big time social media. He's got followers. He's got hashtags. Yeah. Uh, and it put him on the biggest event of wrestling of the year. Smart. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, heel can't be anything else. <laughs> like, you know, I think the, he could do a run. I, I I feel like he could do a run. As far as his athleticism in the ring, I think he did a real good job. I don't think he did as well as Bad Bunny did last really? year. So here's here's my thought. Bad Bunny was coming in his face. Yeah. Bad Bunny actually took a lot of heat and took a lot of punishment sure. and came back and did did a hope spot, did a comeback spot. Logan Paul, it's easier to be a heel because all he has to do is kind of be on top, which yeah. he did. Yeah, um, true. And he did it all on Dominic, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and props to him, yeah. too, for his first WrestleMania. Listen, he did a damn good job. the three amigos and a, and a clean-looking frog splash. Shit. A clean it was frog clean. splash. Yeah. And he hit the three amigos after Dominic tried to do it, and he got cut off on the third one. And then Logan Paul came back and hit the third for even more heat. Yeah. So whoever's booking the match and producing the match, great. And Logan Paul actually... Didn't have a lot of selling to do because he was a heel on top, but he did a good job for what he was asked to do. And he's paired with The Miz. I mean, you can't be any better. If you have a superstar, uh, a guest, like superstar, pair him with The Miz, whatever you're doing. Because that's rules. That's rules. (laughs) That's hot. So you like Logan Paul? It it was Miz Bad Bunny, right? That's right. It was Miz and uh, Damian Priest. John Morrison, Damian Priest Bad Bunny. And Damian Priest was not even on WrestleMania this year. No, I I definitely liked... His athleticism. Yeah, he did good. He was, he was he was on top of. He pulled off some stuff, man. He was oh, on yeah, the ropes. Yeah, he was on the, yeah. Uh, taking bomb, a couple bumps, yeah. you know. But uh, 
get, delivering some moves, man. Yeah. And that frog splash, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, to give it good. to him. That joint was clean. It was, it was yeah. tight. And it, it yeah. didn't look like it hurt anybody. Yeah. Because uh-huh. most guests coming off the top rope kind of looks a bit like sloppy. You know, it's just like their limbs everywhere. Yeah. But he, he was clean. Feel yeah. you. Feel you. Um, we're going we're gonna to wrap up uh, part one here, and then we'll take a little break. Uh, do you want? We're going to talk to the chorus in the next segment, or we're going to talk to the chorus in the last segment. What do you think? We'll talk to the course in the next segment. Okay, so that'll be the middle. So the so the mid the mid mid the mid segment here. We're gonna this is gonna be our uh, little break. And not not yet, but coming up on the next segment here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast is the course of the Chesapeake. We're, t- we're gonna talk to director Kevin King. We're gonna talk to Michael Spedden, who we've talked to before. We're gonna talk to Bill Day and Joe Gear. We're gonna talk about a bull roast that's happening in the middle of May. Get your tickets. Um, you know, check out the flyer that's on this uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're gonna put it up with all of our socials. Check out the flyer. Call for tickets it's going to be great times so all right next uh we're going to talk about angela who's the sword name of uh drew mcintyre which i did not know um and we're going to talk about drew mcintyre and happy corbin uh happy corbin accompanied by the winner of the andre the giant battle royal madcap moss i see it coming i looked at the, the battle royal on smackdown on friday i looked who was in there who actually has any active storyline right now? Mad Cat Moss, yeah, only one. Um, and he's, even though he almost killed somebody uh, a couple weeks ago, dropping people on his neck, he's down in WrestleMania in a spot. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He's, I like Mad Cat. I think, I think he's a good, uh, good heater for uh, Happy Corbin. Um, but, so here's the match. Match was actually good. Match was the second match on the card. Not necessarily a come down. Because of the injury that happened in the first match. But um, I think that was a good match. I think the crowd was into it. And I love the fact that the sword actually got used this time. So Drew McIntyre destroyed the freaking ring. Yeah, he cut the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> cut the ropes. And to jump back just a bit, if you looked, and you, you, how can you not notice, in the next match, which was the Mysterios and Miz and Paul, ropes were all effed up. Like, they were off center. They were off corner. Like, you looked at the ropes, and somebody got had to look at that TV screen. <laughs> First of all, it looks terrible. Second of all, it's dangerous as hell. Yeah. But um, what would you all think? Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin, yes, no, good match, anything? Jason? I enjoyed it Kay. because um, they keep saying that Corbin's undefeated since he came back from being... Since broken. he became happy. Yeah. Since, <laughs> he, yeah. since he came back from being broken. Yeah. Everything so, which is a better storyline than I gave it for credit at the time. Yeah. So. I yes. think the video package they did at the beginning of the match was good, like showing him being the sad Corbin, you know, and then becoming happy Corbin. Um, yeah, I'm not, I was not really invested in this match at all or either one of what's going on with these characters, but Fair. I mean, the match itself was okay. decent, it was good, yeah. and they did a good job, a couple <laughs> false finishes, good, some good spots. Um, and and then the, the spot where uh, Drew McIntyre cut the ring, yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it's a WrestleMania style spot, so not bad. Yeah. Um, and let's just jump back and we'll talk. Uh, obviously, the Usos retained the tag team titles, uh, and Madcap Moss. I'm uh, not Madcap Moss. Um, Rick, Rick Boogs, uh, legitimately injured. Uh, it, it's bad. Hopefully, he comes back soon. Uh, and and to tell you, that was a good, uh, nice hot start with the entrance with Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. I did like that. Okay. Uh, Boogs' injury sucked. That match looked like it was going to be good. Could have been better, obviously, but um, when he does come back, I think we'll get more out of the that story. Um, Peacock ads suck. Yeah, they do. Um, I, I like 
Gavin Peacock for what it is, but I mean, if you don't want to pay more on top of more on top of more, you're going to have Peacock guys. Yep. Then this goes into the other thing I'm saying. We got a two hour kickoff show that we're doing a podcast on right now. That's fine. But they're showing every video package for every match at least twice during this kickoff show. And this is something big ugly. You just said about the video package they showed before the Happy Corbin match. They show it again before the matches, yeah. which makes WrestleMania four hours instead of three. Do it all during the kickoff show. I'm do it a hundred times. I don't give a, but don't do NXT stand and deliver, which we won't spend too much time on. They did not do. I think they did one. They showed one promo before match. They had six matches. That that pay per view was two hours and twenty two minutes, and it was clean. It was all action. Everything beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. Um. Stop it. Like, you already, if you have Peacock, there's no pay-per-view anymore. You've already invested. You already got it. You can already go back and watch it on Peacock anytime you want. Stop playing yeah. freaking video. No, no, I think there is still pay-per-view. Are they, do they still yeah, have that outlet yeah, at all? Yeah, Because okay. even when they were, when the pre-show was ending yesterday, she was like, if you're watching this through Peacock, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yes. her prompting lets you know that, like, there are other ways to watch it. Like, I think people can still pay the 50 or $60 for the pay-per-view. If you just don't, because I mean, you gotta think about it, right? Not not everybody. Some people only do stuff like watch WrestleMania You're or right. the Big Four, so not everybody wants to pay a monthly fee for Peacock. When it's like I don't really care about the other. You're right. You know, eight or so. Uh, you know, uh, pay per views. Yeah, <clears throat> and that monthly fee could be uh, you know four ninety nine ninety nine or whatever it is. But maybe you just pay sixty dollars one time per year and just watch WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or. You gonna pay it twice because you you got two nights. But anyway, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> but still, you're right. Uh, but the Peacock ads, I'm already watching Peacock. I don't need to know what the hell else is on Peacock. And you certainly don't need to be advertising WrestleMania during WrestleMania because we're already watching WrestleMania. So yeah, I understand yeah. CM Funk's thing. Okay, so did I miss anything on night one, gentlemen? Um, let's take a look. Uh, we talked about Stone Cold. We talked about Becky Lynch. We talked about the Mysterios, Drew McIntyre, the Usos, Charlotte Frere, Charlotte Frere. Oh, you know, uh, there was a match that was scheduled uh, last night. It was the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland and Butch. Uh, it was supposed to be three on three. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then, unfortunately, since the last time we talked, um, Big E got dropped on his neck. And... Uh, his career might be over. Well, I mean, he will come back. I mean, he got... You think so? Yeah, he's got a he's got a broken neck, but uh, he can rehab it. He need, doesn't need surgery. Um, he'll come back, and even if it's not in an in ring capacity right away, his personality, his presence. Plus, he had the the world title run uh, last year. So yeah, that was I love Biggie. Um, so, but that match was cut because uh, several other matches and segments last night went too long. Um, here, who said it? Somebody said. Oh, Shawn Michaels. If if you're inside of a match. And you got the crowd hooked, and you're doing the right stuff. You can't go too long. Like you go what you go. <laughs> you you know yeah. you don't hear a producer saying you got two minutes, you, whatever. Uh, you just keep it going. You let let the flow. Obviously, Becky and Bianca probably went longer than it could have. I think the entire thing around Seth and Cody probably went longer than it could have. Sure. Um, they made him wait a while. Before. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was kind of standing. They were building there. Yeah. up that anticipation, yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah. But um, word uh, rumor has it from. Uh, 
rumor and innuendo, CM Funk, uh, that could be on the the pay-per-view tonight, uh, the night two. But we'll see. Um, but speaking of night two, we're going to talk about that in a minute because we're going to take a break. We're going to get some more Coke Zero. We're going to get some more Broken Skull American Lager. And uh, we're going to come back and talk about a preview of night two. But first, before we do that, the chorus of the Chesapeake, please listen to these gentlemen. Big Ugly and I had a nice conversation with them. And please take all the information about the bull roast because, you know, things are opening up. Things are getting safer. Uh, and we're going to come back and wrap up our podcast. But first, the chorus of the Chesapeake. Don't go anywhere. We're back on the dirty. <laughs> you just get me with that every time. I just got to be ready on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And um, we're not as dirty and as ugly as we always talk about. But I'll tell you one thing that's pretty and, and really nice. Um, it's called the Chorus of the Chesapeake, Big Ugly. You've been, we, we talked about this before. Um, yes. You've heard us. You've seen us. And now we're coming back. In a big way. And I figured since this is WrestleMania season and that's the biggest event of the wrestling year, why don't we get one of the biggest events of the course of the Chesapeake year, which we're coming out of the pandemic. We're coming out of restrictions. It's going to be a bull roast. It's going to be huge. We're going to have some folks talking about it here. Uh, it's in May. It's in Baltimore County and it's great stuff. We're going to welcome some of the members of the course of the Chesapeake right now. Big ugly. I want to introduce uh, first of all, our director, uh, Kevin King, is with us for the first time on the podcast. Kevin, how you doing? I'm all right. Thanks much for, for having me here. Of course. Thank you for joining us to uh, impart your wisdom upon us. Thank you. And if we're ever out of key, I'm sure you'll let us know. Or out of pitch, uh, you just let us know. Okay. <laughs> and a uh, longtime supporter of the podcast, also been on our podcast several times, uh, the proprietor of Foul Players Radio. He's an actor. He's a singer. Uh, he gets out there, and he's also a big, big fan of Dirty Ugly Wrestling. It's Michael Spedden. How you doing, Mike? Great. I'm doing well. Good to see you again, Mike and Big Ugly. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great to be back with you again. And looking forward to tonight's chat. I think we'll bring up some good stuff. You know, not only, uh, you know, talking about the upcoming bull roast, but I mean, you know, there's such a storied history with the chorus. And I'm sure we can all chime in and with different memories and things like that. Um, sure can. Because, you know, it, not only you know, will we want people to come to the bull roast, maybe they can stick around and sing with us, you know, on a yeah. long-term basis, you know, you, you know, so stick around, you know, It'll sing around great. for a tune, maybe a drink, mm -hmm. and then, you know, come back and check out one of our practices, which I'm sure we're going to, we're going to be talking about as well. And one of the gentlemen who helps put all of these events together and, and brings us all together and in fellowship and just does a lot of work for the course for a long, long time. Mr. Bill Day is joining us. Bill, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Mike. Thanks very much for having me on tonight. Of Looking course, forward to the discussion. Yeah, this is great. This is great. And also, I believe uh, if he can hear us, I don't know if he can see us, but uh, uh, one of the one of the gentlemen responsible for putting this all together, this entire bull roast and and putting out the word, getting it out there, and uh, joining us tonight, Joe Gear. Joe, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hey, hear Joe. me? Yes, hey, Joe. Yes, we can. <laughs> How you doing, you Joe? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having us. All right. So th this is no bull. This is a bull roast. Uh, Joe, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, I've got the, the flyer that I'm going to post up with this podcast and Big Ugly. Hopefully we can make it out there to uh, support Saturday, May 14th. It's in the afternoon. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I will. This is an um, event that we put together. Of course, 
Um, it's important to us because of COVID and some of the things in the past, uh, we haven't had a lot of uh, affairs. And we're putting this one together as a fundraiser. It's Saturday, May 14th, 1 to 5. Food will be served 1 to 4. It's, lo it's located um, near where we meet, Superior Catering Hall, 1010 South Oldham, Oldham Street, uh, right down uh, Zip to 24. So that's familiar to most people that, uh, that sing with us. A little bit of the menu we're going to have, we're going to have pit beef, pit turkey breast, sweet Italian sausage, mm. a homemade shrimp soup, steamed shrimp, shrimp creole, then some of the, the things you look for after you hit the first time, if you know what I mean. That's the whipped potatoes, sauerkraut and kielbasa, sweet corn, etc. Um, there is a cash bar. It's, uh, it's uh, no cores, no bring your own booze. Um, the tickets are $50 each. Uh, and we're uh, to to um, to secure tickets. We need you to call Bob Mattis, M-A-T-T-E-S, and his phone number is four one zero four three five one nine four seven. We will have uh, disc jockey music by DJ Laura. We'll have flower and money wheels, um, and we're looking to have a good time. Ticket sales have been um, been very good, and uh, but we still have plenty of room for everyone that that we hope joins us. Absolutely. And we're looking for uh, anybody who wants to buy an individual ticket. That's great. But if you want to uh, put yourself in for several tickets, maybe even a table, um, it's kind of good to, you know, get that out there, especially this is, you know, coming towards, you know, the end of the springtime. There should sure. be very uh, healthy, very good. And it's not too far away from most of our listener base. Now we've got a couple listeners in Japan. They might not make it, but they, <laughs> they are welcome. They are welcome. Make a donation. <laughs> <laughs> they can make a donation anytime. They are welcome to join us. That menu is uh, available. And for 50 bucks, basically you get all that all night long, as much as you can. Right. Eat. And it's are $50 each. Correct. Yeah. And uh, it's a, you know, it benefits the chorus of the Chesapeake. And Bill Day, I want you to tell, uh, talk a little bit about the, the organization. I mean, you know, we're a nonprofit organization, but we're, you know, we're out there to uh, bring fellowship, bring sounds, bring harmonies. Um, just, you know, tell us a little bit about the chorus of the Chesapeake. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but you, you've got a little bit more history behind you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Uh, thanks for that. Asking me, Mike. Uh, of course. <clears throat> I'm a 40 plus year member of, of the chapter. Uh, the thing that, uh, as you mentioned, is is the fun and the fellowship. And that's that's always been a key thing with, with our group. Uh, as you mentioned, we are a, a nonprofit organization. And we really welcome any man who wants to sing in the great hobby. Uh, you really don't need to have any uh, prior experience to sing barbershop, uh, which is four-part harmony in the acapella style. And one of the things that is unique about this, this chapter, uh, there isn't a formal audition required. Uh, you know, if a man's interested in singing, there's no obligation. Uh, he's unsure when he comes to a, a chapter meeting as a guest that he doesn't know what to sing. Uh, Kevin or one of the other uh, directors or a section leader just tests the voice out real quick by having him sing a simple song like Happy Birthday. And that way, uh, one of the experts can really determine you're a tenor, you're a bass, uh, you're a baritone, or you sing the lead part, the melody, which I do. And once a man's assigned, uh, comes into the chapter as a member, he gets a buddy assigned to him, 
who helps him in all kinds of ways so that he can become an active participant in the performances and the rehearsals. And uh, one of the things that has put a cramp in our style, of course, has been the COVID virus. And uh, that's one of the reasons why, as Joe mentioned, the Bull and Shrimp Roast is an important event for us. Uh, we normally have annual shows and other performances that help us uh, build our revenue so that we can maintain ourselves. Uh, but obviously the virus got in the way. However, uh, with things improving as they are, uh, we are actually aiming uh, to uh, have an annual show later in the year, uh, hopefully around the holiday season and include uh, some benefit with it uh, for Toys for Tots. Uh, in the interim, uh, I should mention that uh, we're going to tentatively perform at an Orioles game now that they're uh, going to have a season on Monday, September 5th, at which we'll do the uh, national anthems for both the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. And another performance that is always a lot of fun for us is the Dundalk Cavities Fair over the uh, 4th of July weekend. Uh, so, those are some of the things that are going on, and I should mention, I'll, I'll put our plug in, uh, we're currently meeting at the Dundalk uh, VFW post on Pine Avenue, right off Dundalk, Dundalk Avenue, every Tuesday night, except uh, for the first Tuesday of the month. And those rehearsals are from 7.30 to 9.30. So I'd encourage any man out there that's looking for a great hobby, uh, that's a lot of fun, and a great group of guys. I mean, I've been in it 40 years or plus, and we all get along so well. Uh, that's, that's one of the important things, I think, in it. And you get there for that couple of hours, you forget about the other stuff that's going on in your life that might be stressful. So that's my pitch as far as the, uh, the course of the Chesapeake, Mike. That's Thanks great. for the time. You got it, Bill. No, that's, that's great to kind of hear it all out in perspective like that. And, uh, you know, like Joe said, you know, talking about one of the events, the bull roast, which is going to be fantastic. And you just kind of explain sort of the horizon of what the course of the Chesapeake can do. Um, I'm going on to my sixth year now. I'm making, I'm thinking about it. That I'll, it'll be entering my sixth year. And I, I got in because of my dad, who's been involved in 17, 18 years, Larry Dells. Um, he was my buddy, you know, for a while. He was, he was a crutch for a while. I wanted to make sure I could hear him and sit right next to him. And then, you know, our illustrious director and other people, our, our base leader, decided to move me away from him, which is good to stand out on my own and, uh, you know, help, sort of help other people. But I appreciate that. Speaking of our director, Kevin, you know, you, you, you're at the helm. You're seeing this. You, you get to sing with us sometimes, with, you know, with the chorus, with the quartet. But you're, you're usually leading us. You're on the other side. Um, you know, from your perspective as a director, as a teacher, what does the chorus of the Chesapeake mean to you? Well, you know, every week um, guys come to the rehearsal and, um, uh, you know, my father used to be the director of the chorus as well and uh, had a Great long day. tenure with them from like the yeah. 1960s uh, on through the 70s when they won another championship as well. Um, and uh, I think... Um, you know, my dad used to complain, complain about, um, you know, which, which course of the Chesapeake was he going to be directing that night? Because you'd have, you know, uh, if you had 30 guys, you might be have 
this 30 guys versus that other 30 guys that are still members and you could interchange them. You could go three weeks in a row and not see the same guys, you know? Mm. And so you never know, you know, who's going to be there. My job I think is to uh, make that group uh, sound better uh, when they came in at, at the end of the night, they should, they should be, you know, you know, much improved, you know, and they get into the swing of things and they do it. And, and that's, um, you know, it might be, uh, some people might view that as a tedium, but, you know, it, there's a satisfaction in the fact that they're better, you know, than when they came in. And uh, I do that for them every, every Tuesday night. Yeah. And, and we appreciate it. Your, your sense of just your ear, your, your listening, your hearing, you, you know, you can, whether it's 30 guys or, you know, whatever 30 guys it is and how big of a space you, you hear something and you know, it, it can be better. You point it out, you let us know. And I think you, you've got that great, uh, that great ear for it. I also want to, you know, something about, you know, what Bill and what Joe were saying as well. There's a lot of different things that we do. We do the patriotic repertoire, like the Heritage Fair and Dundalk. We've got the, you know, the uh, good old uh, national anthems. Well, we do sing the one for Canada, but that, that's okay. You know, it, it's different. Um, <laughs> we've done Beatles shows and, and, you know, all of that different music, you know, now we're doing something with the, the Mills Brothers medley. And we also have old favorites. If, if anybody hears any of these songs, Creole Cutie and things like that, you know, I can see it in your face, Kevin. And when something goes really, really right, you get this big gleaming look and the smile, like, this is what I'm here for. Like, this is what I'm trying to hear. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that feeling. <laughs> of I, I like Eureka. Know. They've got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, finally, you know, that, uh, uh, when I don't have to, uh, uh, to work to point out those things because they're doing them automatically that they, yeah. you know, I think that's when we take great satisfaction in that, um, for them. And, uh, that's, you know, like I said, you know, no matter who shows up and if it's a ragtag group, <laughs> they'll be better at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's important, I think, for us, you know, as hobbyists, you know, to, to make this, um, uh, you know, the best music that we can yeah. and, uh, and love it the way, you know. Uh, a true amateurs love it. <laughs> I, I can, I definitely am an amateur. I, I've been do I've been doing musical theater all my life, but when I came into this uh, stadium, it was like, okay, you're not, you're not trying to hit the back wall with your voice. You're trying to mm-hmm. blend, listen to the, to the next person next to you. And this is something that uh, Mr. Michael Spedden, you know, something about as an actor, you're trying to project a voice, trying to project a character and mm-hmm. uh, your, your grandfather did this as well. And uh, you know, I, you know, talk about your history, you know, you, came into the chorus and I'm glad you're there singing the bass with me bringing up the bass um, but as far as your differences in your daily life as, as far as the chorus goes you know talk about your experiences of course we we know you all from the podcast but like you know come come to us again my grandfather was a charter member he started in 1957 and he stayed with the chorus literally until the day he died mm. um in 2004 and he absolutely loved the chorus. It was something he was extremely proud of. You know, we had a lot of uh, family events where, well, um, but let me rephrase that. Um, every year, the May show was a family event for many years. And we also would love to go hear him sing at the Heritage Fair. They were always at the Heritage Fair back in those days. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and anywhere else they would be. 
we would usually come along and my mother and my aunt and uncle, you know, were along, were in tow a lot of times for the shows when they were growing up too. And it was something I always enjoyed and admired. I had always wanted to do it for years and years. Um, life just didn't allow me to do it, but now it is. And um, it's a shame that I missed my grandfather uh, and I wasn't able to do it with him. But um, I'm glad that I'm there now. And um, the, th the thing I really enjoy about the chorus is that, you know, the singing part, I'm still getting there. You know, I mean, I still have a ways to go yet, but I, I feel like I'm learning. My voice has gotten stronger uh, with the things that Kevin teaches us to do. Um, I really enjoyed the people. Um, you know, I've, there were some people I knew because my grandfather knew them and I knew them anyway. Um, outside of the chorus, but I, I really enjoy, you know, spending time and, you know, talking with everybody, you know, after and before rehearsals. And not during. We have our, Never yeah, not talk during, when no. the director no. is directing. Not, <laughs> That's no. when the smile yeah. goes away yeah. and the teacher comes out. Mm -hmm. oh, yes, oh, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Paul. I'm sorry we, Mike. We have our little get-togethers <laughs> afterwards. You know, we rehearse we at do. the... Um, post 38 American Legion post 38 on Dundalk Avenue. And we have a get together afterwards. They have a little bar and we get together and chat and just kind of, you know, BS about how our week is going and everything. And there's some real nice fellowship there. You know, um, some of the other things I really remembered growing up was um, I was, you know, I, I had the good fortune of going to, you know, quite a few May shows when uh, Kevin's father, uh, Fred King, was the director. And I got to tell you, what a showman. I mean, first of all, he was hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times when you're, you know, nine years old and you're at a barbershop concert, you need a little something to keep you entertained as well. And I'll tell you what, you know, I used to love him. Um, he, was, I, he was just such a showman. All the, I mean, um, the, the, the funny things he would do. And then the heart, I mean, you know, he was just up there directing these guys and he was just, you know, really, really into it. And, um, I can also remember, you know, even outside of the performances and things, um, I would, you know, my grandfather used to invite, uh, a lot of people over to the uh, parade. My grandfather had a uh, house right on the parade route through Dundalk and a lot of barber shoppers came to that. And there was a lot of not only watching the parade, but a lot of, you know, guys breaking out the little quartets off on the side of singing. Um, and then we would also go to another barber shopper's house, Bud Cruz, who was a longtime member, um, good friend of my grandfather's, um, you know, for a cookout sometimes. And there were people singing at that. And um, I really, it was just something I really enjoyed. And, you know, the thing that really impressed me about it was just this mighty sound that came from the stage at the heritage fair. I mean, they would be singing and it would just blow you across the park, <laughs> you know, um, it's just this big, powerful, you know, perfectly tuned, you know, barbershop songs. Um, and they were just so well done, you know, so much heart, so much love for what they were doing. Um, it always just really impressed me. And I had always wanted to, like I said, I'd always wanted to share that with my grandfather, but I just, you know, life didn't always allow me to do it. So um, I'm glad to do it now. And I would say to anybody out there, if you want to try this, you know, first of all, don't be nervous about coming in and singing if you've never sung before, because that's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. You know, people will walk you through it. People will work with you. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, you're in a room full of good guys. 
you know, everybody's friendly. You know, I noticed that the one thing that I noticed about this too, is that I don't think it's very clickish. Everybody kind of knows each other and everybody's kind of, you know, everybody's very friendly to newcomers to come in or anybody else that's there. You know, everybody says hello and talks and everything. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. So I would urge anybody who's ever had a, you know, fleeting desire in their head to just come try it or check it out one night, please do so. Please do so. You know, Tuesday nights at 7.30. I would underscore that, you know, that um, uh, not not knowing or not being a singer or maybe they sang when they were in high school or, mm-hmm. or whatever, right. did a little singing. But, you know, we have those four parts. And um, so if, if you've got a bass range, you know, that's going to be the part for you. You know, and the lead and the baritone are almost interchangeable. And the difference would be the lead sings melody. The baritone really is a harmony part. So you have to, you know, be a little more agile uh, in your, you know, above and below the part there. And then the tenor part uh, is not the melody. It would be uh, more like a, an upside down alto part. You know, it, it, it follows the melody and it in mostly in thirds and it would go like that. And so there's going to be a part that you can sing along with um, in our chorus. You know, one of those is going to be the right fit. And you might, you know, start out on one and then realize, you know, I've got a little more height than I thought I had. Maybe I can sing lead now or whatever, and they can go and, and do that. Or other guys will find that that bass is the place that where they started them. And that's, that is totally fine. I love it. And uh, that's, that's very true. So anywhere you fall on that ladder, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. We got the right people. We got the right ears to do that. And one more thing I want to point out just uh, as as far as this hobby goes, um, you know, the pandemic really put a cramp on what we could do in person. You know, this is a very close thing. You know, we're up on risers or in spaces where we're all standing close to each other. So distancing is an issue. Masking is an issue. However, during the height of this pandemic, Kevin, yourself, and, and Mr. Doug Treff, who's our base section leader, really took a lot of time and a lot of effort to put it together to where we could all meet as a fellowship every couple of weeks, and we could still get together, we could still chat, we could still hang, we could still sing. We figured out best practices on how you could lead us and, and teach us you know, through, through new things, but also just sing some of our old favorites. So uh, I know Doug is not here tonight, but I just wanted to take that time and say thank you for helping keep this alive as you know something in in the pandemic and even this, this this past couple of months when we had a surge we did it again so you know kevin for the uh for all the videos you showed us for everything that came up with all the stories that were able to be told thank you so much for keeping us through so that means anytime that the surge comes back we don't want it to but if it will we have a backup plan we will meet we will have fellowship we will we will take care of each other so kevin thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> hey i um, want to say uh, uh Go ahead. Bill Day, I did yes. not know that that street is called Pine Street. Yeah. Pine Ave- it's, the official address is 6712 Pine Avenue, but it's, you, it's right off of uh, Dundalk you Avenue. Know, I didn't think it was a street until I went I, out of the parking lot. I turned left and went down, you know, to Broning Highway, and I found my way home. Oh, yeah, that, when you're coming up by the, uh, past the Jersey yeah. Walls. I had no idea, you know, <laughs> that, that was a real street. You know, yep. it just kind yep. of like 
one one thing I'd like to mention, if I say, actually, ahead, um, we're not. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, one thing I'd like to mention is that you don't need to live in the neighborhood or be someone from Dundalk. We have people that travel many miles to get to a weekly meeting. I mean, that's we have right, big ugly. Virginia, you hear this? Delaware, <laughs> and they're there every week. So I just want to let you know that you know, there's people from all over. Another good thing that we've done is we've joined the Dundalk Chamber of Commerce. That's right. And we're also members of the Chesapeake Gateway Chamber of Commerce. And we work hard at being part of the community. So if you're listening to this and um, you have an interest and you have a group, please give us a call. And there may be something you can do for us and we can do for you. I love it, Joe. Thank you very much. Please, uh, you know, please come to the Bull Roast. We'll be attaching the flyer to the uh, to the podcast here, and uh, we'll be sending out links to all of our uh, places to find Course of the Chesapeake is on Facebook. We have a website, dundalk.org. Um, there's information there, and, you know, we're going to find that. Now, Big Ugly, this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're going to throw in a little zinger here. We've got to ask a pro wrestling question to these people. <laughs> we got to do it. I know Michael, Michael Spenner knows all about this. <laughs> we're gonna see we're, we're gonna and then that you don't have to be a fan of pro wrestling just that it's a sports entertainment and this is a it's an entertainment it's a show you know so i want to kind of go around the room and i want to see who if anybody your favorite or the the professional wrestler that you know uh the top of your mind joe gear i'll start with you I don't know much about it. Bruno Sammartino. That's the there last one go. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at the Civic Center. So that tells oh. you while he was fighting the guy in the cage. That's the last one I saw. <laughs> <The guy. laughs> that's that's yeah. beautiful. That's yeah. history. That's Bruno Sammartino. That's one of the legendary. And the Civic Center, which then became the Baltimore Arena, which then became the Royal Farms Arena, which is now being remodeled again. Uh, it'll be back next year. So that's, that's a good history. I like that's a good answer. Bill Day. Oh, of course, Andre the Giant. Andre! <laughs> and did you ever see him in person or anywhere Oh, close? yeah. Oh, of that's course, when, when I was younger, yeah, I definitely saw him in person. But wow. actually, one of the people I thought of immediately was Bruno. So Mike stole my thunder. I mean, Joe stole my thunder. <laughs> Joe there. stole your thunder. Say, no, that's I think, okay. Well, I figured that would show my age. <laughs> Andre, <laughs> Andre, you need a little thing. My, my aunt, there's a story that I'll tell uh, all you guys, I'm sure, at some point. Eric, you might have heard this big ugly. But my aunt went to the Civic Center. She was sitting on the rail, you know, uh, going down the ramp or whatever. And Andre had his hand, arms outstretched. He could touch both sides of the guardrails with his arms. And she actually got her whole hand around around his index finger just the whole <laughs> hand she couldn't even close her hand and it was it's amazing kevin you know i forget the fellow's name he was um you know he had the the long food Hulk hogan. blonde hair Hulk, Hulk, hogan. Hulk hogan oh yeah that's hogan yeah I remember Hulk hogan I remember the days where he had that, that that big thing and you know he had it for a while and the, the hair receded quite Quickly, but. Yeah. still had yeah. long black hair, but I mean it was. Yeah. He, he gave Rocky a hard time. <laughs> he sure did, Robert, Robert, Rocky three. That's beautiful. And uh, Michael Spedden, how about you? I think we've got this answer from you before, but I, I want to hear it again. I'll tell you a story, okay? When I was gro- when You've I was got less than three minutes, the countdown. Is going <laughs> it will. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. Um, <laughs> Years ago, when I was playing music in the late 80s, a friend of mine, uh, there was another band out there that we were, you know, we used to play with quite a bit. And they had a, um, they had a manager named Brian Knighton. 
mm-hmm. and I had found out that he was doing some amateur wrestling. There was a bar called Steel Town that used to have amateur, you know, like semi-pro yep. um, or smaller league wrestling there. And um, I knew that he was doing that, and then I hadn't run into him in a while. Then one day I was at the store in the toy section getting something for my cousin for his birthday, and I looked over and I saw these action figures, and I was like, Axel Rotten, that's Brian. <laughs> so I called my friend up. I was like, did you know he has an action figure? And he's like, yeah, he's huge in Japan and in the WCW and all that. And I was like, no kidding. No kidding. So I ran into him and I you know, got talking to him and everything. But uh, yeah. I didn't know that he had risen through the ranks that much. I just thought he was doing like a local or, you know, smaller league stuff. At his uh, at his height, he was doing uh, ECW. Remember that? Yeah, big, yeah. Extreme Championship Wrestling back in the late late nineties, early two thousands, and he was uh, you know also one of the uh, pro wrestling schools that's around the Maryland area, Bone Breakers, mm-hmm. which it used to be called. Um, he was one of the proprietors of that. So it, it's a small world, you know. It's a large world of entertainment. But as we uh, thank you for telling that story, as we wrap up, uh, definitely check out the Bull Roast. It's on Saturday, May fourteenth. Uh, again, the flyer and the link will be along with this podcast i want to thank uh bill day i want to thank joe gear thank you mm-hmm. i want to thank kevin king our illustrious director and uh the uh, proprietor of foul players radio check that out definitely michael spedden uh thank you all gentlemen for your time you. we're gonna be uh thank you post- <laughs> of course we're gonna post this with our wrestlemania episode the biggest wrestlemania the most stupendous bull roast of all time and big ugly we're gonna uh, come back with more of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast because we'll fit this right in the middle of our wrestlemania show so we shall return shortly And we're back. Yes, 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 yes. Every time on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the bigger. And we are joined in the penthouse once again live for the second night of WrestleMania by Jason Justin Tucker. You having a good time, man? Having a good time. That's good. That's what it's all about. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Um, all right, so that was the chorus of Chesapeake. Big Ugly and I had a good conversation. Uh, you heard all about the bull roost. You heard all about some uh, some things about the chorus of Chesapeake, some history. Got in a couple of wrestling questions at the end. We had to talk about it. We didn't ask them when they took their first bump, though. because I, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know if any of them yeah, took a bump. Those guys ain't bumping. But uh, I want to tell you, um, that that's good. Uh, every piece of information in there is absolutely valid, except one. Um, actually, right now, the rehearsal space for the uh, chorus of the Chesapeake is 3300. Dundalk Avenue, um, and that's in Dundalk, Maryland, 21222. That's the American Legion 38. Um, so, uh, nor- normally with the North Point Government Center, but uh, it's now 3300 Dundalk Avenue, Dundalk, Maryland, 21222. That's the American Legion number 38. So, if you want to come uh, sing with us, hang with us, do some fellowship, brotherhood, whatever you want to do, it's every every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m., except the first Tuesday of the month. But definitely come to the Bull Roast on May 14th. That's going to be hot. Now, now, let's get into what we're going to be watching tonight here at the penthouse. Night two of the most stupendous, I can't do it, the most stupendous WrestleMania, two-night WrestleMania in history, even though they did announce as of last night that the WrestleMania in Hollywood next year is going to be two nights. So they're already putting themselves over for another stupendous WrestleMania in Hollywood. I guess this is the trend now. Shit. I guess, and, and you know, it's okay, because if, if we learn something when we went to New York, in MetLife for 35 is that event is still happening. That's what CM Punk would say. If we learn yeah. something, that, that was the longest 
WrestleMania in history. Yeah. Um, which I guess it's good to be a part of history. Plus, it was the last WrestleMania pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, so we got to be a part of a lot of history, but they had, they had to learn, man. Uh, and they're even cutting stuff off. They're making Raw WrestleMania, SmackDown WrestleMania, and they got four nights of night one, four hours of night one. They got four hours of night two. So there's a plenty of WrestleMania to go around. Yeah. But if it were me, and this is just, it might not just be me, but if I'm working all year with the WWE, if I'm fighting pandemic, if I'm being vaccinated, if I'm going from town to town. I want to wrestle in AT&T Stadium. I want to perform inside that stadium. I don't care if it's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I don't care if it's just a segment where everybody comes out on stage and just does a stupid dance. I don't care. Like, I want to perform. I want to put my stamp on that. And a lot of them are not going to get to do that. So, anyway, sorry about that. I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay. So, now, night two, WrestleMania. Uh, what's going to happen tonight? So, all right, we got a lot of things to look forward to. Let me go back uh, to CM Funk, who is in isolation, um, but he is uh, talking and breathing and on his own, which is great. So, um, all right, night two predictions. We're going to start at the bottom of this text because he starts with the actual main event, which we know what the main event is tonight. There ain't no question yeah, about that. Yeah. The biggest match in WrestleMania history for the forty-second time, because every match is the biggest match. Okay, so. Crazy prediction is The Rock appearing to set up WrestleMania 39. I've thought about this, too. With The Rock officially retiring if he loses, but since they're in Hollywood next year, he also headlines Hall of Fame. Makes sense, right? Um, Rock at WrestleMania, I wouldn't put it past him. But does he get involved in the main event match? Uh, I would have to think he had something to do with Roman Reigns, but we'll talk about that later, right? You think? Yeah, uh... I, mean, I, I don't see Rock getting involved. No Rock? No, nah, I don't see Rock getting involved. Okay. Jason? I haven't heard any rumors about getting involved. Me neither. But maybe just more showing up and... Just cutting a promo yeah, or setting just, something on fire like yeah. you did at 32 last time? Yes. Okay. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's WrestleMania. They could bring out the big guns. Uh, obviously, they did last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't think they can afford Rock and Austin. Mm. <laughs> wow, even on two different nights, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. You know, they paid uh, Austin a shit ton of money. Yeah. I mean, they did yeah. fire a lot of people last year, so. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, why. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but. Um, okay. No Rock. Well, I mean. I definitely see Rock next year. Sure. Hall of Fame headliner, short. Sure. You know, he'll. You know, they they'll maybe make time for that. I just don't I see my thing is like, you know, unlike a lot of guys like even like Austin who need the payday or could use the payday, it's like Brock has so much going on, it's like he just don't need it. So if it's any inconvenience to a schedule, he's just not gonna do it. You know what I mean? Right. And <laughs> like, you can't like set the rock up for a year. Yeah. Like he's doing different stuff every day. Yeah. Um yeah. but obviously they got it in his ear and he he would he would WWE is his first love. Same thing with John Cena. John Cena could show up. Anybody could show up. But um maybe not this year. But definitely headlining the Hall of Fame next year, CM Funk, we appreciate you. We we love that. Edge and AJ. Um First, CM Funk says, I want to care about this match, but I just don't. That being said, that could be the best match of the night. Here's another one, Big Ugly, with the build. And Jason, you were talking about this before we got here. Edge turned heel out of nowhere, changed his music, changed his entrance. After he's been put over as a face for coming back from nine years of a 
you know, ending injury. So we'll start with you, okay. Jason Justin Tucker. Um, what do you think about the match? Who do you think is going to win? And do you have any other insight on the match? I have a feeling AJ is going to win. Okay. Because, like we were talking earlier, I think they're trying to make him a little more face. Right. For whatever reason. Okay. But, um, just the only thing that really sticks out to me is that Edge just turned heel because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't AJ didn't push him down the steps. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. He, he just said... He didn't get pushed in any direction. He just yeah. turned heel one day. <laughs> <laughs> because All I mean, right. I, I did like I did like Edge's challenge. Anyone in the back, yeah, come and get me for WrestleMania. Sure, and that went on for what two nights? A couple weeks. Yeah, and then and then all the then, then, then AJ came out and said, "Okay, I'll I'll do it." And Edge turning heel uh, turned AJ face because AJ's been playing a heel for a while. Yes, big ugly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he turned he turned a uh, heel out of nowhere. It's not that Edge is a bad heel. He's he's good. Great he heel. can do anything. Yeah. Um, I'm not really invested in this match at all. But as CM Funk said, it could very well be the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm not invested in the story. Yeah. Uh, the the build doesn't. And to me, these two competitors at the at the point where they are in their career, they're both veterans. You don't need to have a build, honestly. They could have just said Edge versus AJ. And, and just built it as, hey, man, these are two world-class future Hall of Famers. Don't say that too lightly because you might get in trouble. Um, but that, that could steal the show. They got yeah. potential to steal the show. I, th- I feel like they kind of did that with Edge and Randy Orton. Which they did. Orton. And then they burned that literally out. Yeah. Because they did it for a couple times because they did it for WrestleMania, and then they had no fans. Right. Then they did it for the greatest wrestling match ever. And yes. Yeah. And then they, they told that whole story with no fans. Yeah. Which killed it anyway. Edge and AJ. I had. I wish it was face versus face. I don't need... There's, let's say he came heel out of nowhere. There's no... There's nothing to fight over here. Yeah. I think that... I, I think They're that both at the feel, end of their career. I yeah. I think... We'll feel better if Edge maintains the heel run for whoever the next opponent is. Sure. Like if he moves on from AJ, and then it's like, I want him to do some of that Gaga, like you say earlier. I want him to do some of that heel Edge stuff. You want the Edge dust breaks in yeah. the Edge yeah. dust. I want him to break into your house or something like right. that. Yeah. Th- things like, uh, yeah. So we'll see. It has the potential. I'm not, I'm looking forward to the wrestling match and check it out up on the screen for Peacock. It does say Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus, versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. So it got cut from last night, but it could be happening tonight. Because it does say tonight. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm not fully invested in that match. I don't care about that match at all. <laughs> that could be a come down. That could yeah. be a filler. Yeah. Um, that could be a spot, 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 five yeah. minute done. I think I'm at the point now where I'm... I love I'm, them all, though. I'm okay if the New Day goes their separate way. I think I'm, I'm New Day'd out. I think it's lost its... It's magic for me. Uh, well, we kind of said that as, as the New Day was kind of went off when they're doing their own thing, but they kind of yeah. came back together. Yeah. So, um, okay, fair enough. We'll see. Uh, by the way, Pete Dunn as Butch, I ain't buying it. I love Pete Dunn in NXT when uh, he was breaking fingers and being uh, <coughs> and I, you know, original NXT. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong, I feel like, with what WWE does with NXT roster. 
NXT people when they come up, right? You know what they because do. Because we've seen they it. sprinkle the WWE dust on Yeah, but we've seen it back in the OVW days, right? Like, John Cena was a different character when he came up than with right. OVW. Right. Batista did not come up as Leviathan. Right. So we knew this stuff happened. Sure. The problem is that NXT is televised as a brand. So it's like WWE, it's like you got to choose, man. Like, yeah. you, you can't televise this and then build these characters up and then... As if the people that's watching NXT aren't watching Raw right. and SmackDown. It's not the reality of what's happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it was back in the Attitude area when you had large amounts of casual fans sure. and a small amount of your loyal fans. Right. The majority of your fans are now your loyal wrestling base. Right. You got to you know. They're watching NXT yes, if they're watching SmackDown. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And even if they are a casual NXT watcher, we all knew who the hell Pete Dunn was. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know. Yeah. It's weird. And he came in, he cut all his hair off, uh, he's wearing a little hat. Like, what the f- Like, yeah. come on, man. Anyway, that's enough talking about that. But you're right. It, we, we know this happens. 99 out of 100. Sometimes they come up as their own people, but it doesn't happen often. And if they do, they get mid-carded. All right. Yeah. All right. Pat McAfee steals the entire Mania weekend because he's possibly the best thing going in wrestling today. That's what CM Funk said. I agree with part of that. All right, so he he's great at what he does. I love Pat McAfee. His personality, his voice, his commentary. And when he did get in the ring with Adam Cole at NXT last year for the one shot, one off, he did a great job. But he was in there with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Um, not that... You know, Pat, because he's going in with Austin Theory. Now, here's the thing about that. This thing is all sprinkled with Vince dust. So, obviously, Vince thinks Austin Theory is going to be the next big thing somewhere. Um, I still don't know why, but okay. There's there there's okay. reasons. He's he's young. He's young. <laughs> he can go for a while. I don't know. Bro, I, but we're going to see. So, Pat McAfee, just his personality alone, this match could be very entertaining. I don't know how much of a match it's going to be, but it could be very entertaining. The build for this has actually been... Okay, if you've watched uh, SmackDown a little bit. Because Austin Theory, like, punks him out. And then he hides behind Vince, which is funny. Um, and I, I'd like to see Vince get involved. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see Vince uh, do something at Mania. That would be nice. Um, Lashley and Omos, why? Yeah, why? Exactly. Um, I think you just needed something for Lashley when he came back and it's like... Yeah, every, Lashley every... legit got hurt at uh, the pay-per-view yeah. Saudi Arabia. So um, it's like, Lashley's big, Omos has been unstoppable. Let's... Yeah. See if Lashley can bring him down. Yeah. Like, yeah, and at this point, I, I don't know why, but Lashley sh- should. There's more tank Lashley than there is almost. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> Lashley should. Lashley if almost wins down. this match, yeah, there's gonna be a some a riot somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. You put your <laughs> eggs in the Lashley basket. Yeah. And I don't mind Omos get out there and do some other thing. They're bringing in their seven-foot guys all over on every brand now. So they got places for them, but just not in a one-on-one match at Mania. Just no, yeah. There's no point. All right. I think Omos still needs to be with someone. Like I don't think yeah. he's ready to be on his, no. his own yet. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, RK Bro, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. Actually, all six of these guys deserve to be on WrestleMania. Very happy that they are. This match could be very entertaining. Also could steal a show. Um, RK Bro keeps the titles with the Street Profits turning heel after the match. The Street Profits have already been turning heel. Yeah, they're due for it, too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and Alpha Academy, even though they're heel, they're goofy. And I, I'm i I'm on that train. Yeah. Otis, they completely destroyed. Like, they gave them... They were going to give them a push, 
And then they pushed him during the era with no fans. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. It was just bad timing. Bad heat. It, 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 it was nobody's timing. fault. Because the fans made Otis hot with the Mandy Rose storyline. Yeah. They were loving it. WWE was like, okay, we'll give you more. Right. And then pandemic. And it was just like, and I don't think WWE was as in love with Otis as the fans. So without the fans there to cheer it on, they right. kind of were like, we're that, done. That was we're a fan-based push, yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, you mentioned Mandy Rose. Shout out to Mandy Rose, who's still the NXT Women's Champion. That was good shit on uh, Stand and Deliver. Also, let's shout out to the still NXT uh, champion Dolph Ziggler, who got relegated to the NXT 2.0 roster. I don't even say relegated. He hopefully he helps them bring their level of a game up because he and Braun Breaker had a pretty damn good match. I'll just put it down. All right, so RK Bro wins. What do you think? RK Bro keeps the titles. Anybody? Yeah. Street Profits win it in a heel fashion. Alpha Academy out of nowhere. Anybody? Yeah, I, I say. Uh... RK Bro's too hot, man. They're still they're, they're way yeah, too. You're right. Over. They are way too hot. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm gonna take them. Yeah. I, it, it, it would be foolish to triple threat rules allow them to lose without getting beat. Sure. So, but they're they're hot, man. And I love what Randy Orton is still doing at this point in his career, helping others get over and still being over himself. Randy Orton's just if you want to talk about future Hall of Famer, that's it, right? Yeah. There. Hell yeah. Randy Orton, man. All right. No holds barred. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, not until Zane wins, but not after, uh, not until some crazy jackass stunts. All right, here's another one. Johnny Knoxville was promoting the movie Jackass Forever. The run continues. He's now fighting Zane at WrestleMania. Um, some of the buildup has been entertaining. I don't know what this payoff can be one on one. I don't mind him entering the Royal Rumble. That makes sense. But does anybody have any opinion on this match or what this match could turn out to be? Right. I agree. <laughs> Jason? I, mean, I, I agree with the text. I mean... Yeah. I... I kind of sort of watched the movie this weekend. Did you? How was it? I was just like... I Any was good? Not, it was good, but I was never really into it when it was big. Okay. So, it wasn't like a big deal to me, but mm. it was just on at some point. I said, okay, let me watch it because everyone said it was pretty decent. I agree. It was pretty decent. Yeah, it was. It was their usual stuff. But they don't need to push the movie anymore. No, Johnny no. Knoxville was doing absolutely yeah. nothing else, uh, and Sami Zayn uh, is sucking up the mid card. Yeah, man. Ricochet's not on WrestleMania. God damn it! I'm sorry. Ricochet yeah. won the Intercontinental Title from Sami Zayn, and it was all to build this match. I'm sorry. Ricochet is awesome. I love Ricochet. Yes. Ricochet is awesome, man. He just he, no character. No character. <laughs> I, they just need to put him with either not necessarily like a stable or uh, a need, he needs a speaker. Like, yo, like, yeah, like I feel like you got guys, yo. Like like Ricochet, Apollo Cruz, General Assis, and Omos. Yeah. Start a stable. There you go. Why not? Apollo Cruz can talk now. Like you know, he's gotten a bit of a character. Kinda. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, Apollo. Yeah. The real Apollo Cruz. Shout out uh, to Kenny. But yeah, man, start a, start a stable. They need to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, this could be. It, there could be a big, crazy Shane McMahon esque bump. Who was at the Hall of Fame, by the way? Um, so you never know. Uh, it could be interesting. Okay, Sasha and Naomi uh, win the tag titles to make them somewhat legitimate and end Sasha's WrestleMania losing streak. Yeah, Sasha hasn't won at WrestleMania in quite a while. Um, so, and they're, they're in a triple threat tag team match. I think it's uh, Rhea Ripley and 
shit. I'm sorry. I forgot. Let me see. Oh, it's Queen Zelina and Carmella, Sasha and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Natalia and Shayna. This is all the women. They have nothing to do with main event storylines. They put them all together and they throw them all on something. And I could care less because they don't have uh, they don't they don't have the uh, Moolah May Young Battle Royal this year or whatever it is. Yeah, it's that's going to be a filler too. So all leading up to the main event, which will actually be the main event, uh, the last match of the night, the biggest match in WrestleMania history. Um, Title for title. They're legitimately... Go- I don't know if they're going to combine and just have one title now or they're going to have one person defend both titles at different times. I don't know. We don't know yet. Maybe they'll have another championship belt that I need to buy. Uh, I, I feel like they may. I mean, it sounds like from the way Brock was talking about unifying it, right. you know, like it sounds like they're leading to that, like, one champion. So before we talk about the match... And Reigns has been on Raw and SmackDown. Correct. So yeah. is Brock. Exactly. So let's let's talk about how this affects the business first before we talk about the match. If they have a unified title, they make a new belt, whatever they do, they send the WWE unified, universal, whatever champion to make sure that they have the ability to be on both shows to push the product on both nights. So it's not just we're going to watch one champion that we like on Raw, we don't like the other champion on SmackDown. They It makes you watch both shows, and they put... All the, all the time and money and effort like they're doing into Reigns and Lesnar, they put that into whoever the champion ends up being after tonight. And whatever storylines they do, that's where all the focus goes. Everything else kind of just falls yeah. into the background. What do you think? Yeah. And, and, and here's the truth. I think that at this point, with all of the people they've let go, <laughs> they don't need two brands anymore. They don't need to. They, they don't need to they draft. Need to they don't need to split. Yeah, they don't need to split. You're what right. I mean. Yeah, they still need the two shows. But and you can have a different feel on each show. Yeah, different types of stories, more Gaga on one. But they don't need to legitimately have brand. And now that they have competition, or what do we talk about? You don't need to compete within yourself anymore. Yeah, they only did that because they Vince bought WCW. Right. So and and tore apart ECW. Okay. So yeah, I mean, Jason, what do you think? That could be just focus on the champion, let him go to both shows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, with that being said. I have my prediction. I'm going to go last. I'm going to say Roman. Okay. I'm going to say, listen, it, it feels like it would be Brock. I'm going to say Roman because Roman is the right choice to make. Okay? But this is the, you told me earlier, it's the right thing to do. So, so <clears throat> right. <laughs> so they're going to go Brock. I'm, hope, <laughs> I'm hoping that they've learned. It's like, at what point do we stop? Brock has he's taken the streak out. He's been champion multiple times over the past five years. He's forty two like, years old. He's forty two years old. You're, the future of your company is not with Brock Lesnar. And Roman's been and, champion for five hundred and fifty four days. Right. And Roman has essentially been built up like the like Brock almost. Like he's unstoppable. He right. has not lost. Take the future with Reigns. Okay. I, I like you. I like you. Reigns won last year at the end of WrestleMania Night 2. Heel come, comes out on top. WrestleMania Night 1, Bianca came out on top last year. Austin came out on top this year. You can end it with a heel winning, but it's not even a heel anymore. It's the anti-hero. I 100% agree with everything you're saying. He's the future. He is your business. He's got the youth. He's got the push. It doesn't make sense for Roman to lose unless something monumental happens like Maybe not happen, but like like The Rock come out and set something up. But it doesn't make sense for because is Brock gonna be on television in the next month or so? Like, is he gonna be there as consistently as he's been through the Rumble? Probably not. Mm-mm. 
I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, you say Roman. Yeah. That's the that is the choice you want. That is the choice that should happen. Yeah. Jason. I think it should be Roman. Amen. I agree with everyone on the um, pre-show on the first night. He's, that's what they're saying. They're saying Roman's too too strong right now. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and, oh Lord! And, they were calling. They were saying Roman too. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely going to lose. Oh God, <laughs> damn it! See, he had to jinx him. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, I mean, it just seems like the way they're building Roman, he cannot lose. So. They got to swerve you. The WWE can't give you exactly what you think is going to happen. They never do. They can't. I agree, too. I think Roman should win for the future of the business, for the push. Um, The only thing, whoever Roman's next opponent, whether it's Rock or whether it's anybody, whoever the next big push is for the next year, since Roman's already gotten the push for 548 days, um, that's who comes in and screws the pooch. Yeah, and cause that doesn't necessarily cause Roman to lose, but causes Roman to be distracted enough to where Brock wins. Brock is the champion, but the focus Brock can go to both shows as he chooses, whenever, and it's a special attraction thing. It's not going to be at every single Raw, SmackDown, pay per view, whatever. And then Roman can focus on whoever this next opponent is going to be, and then fight back up for the for the unified title. Brock doesn't. Okay. Here's the only other side of this. Roman does not need the title to be the future of the business. It would make Very sense. Good. Yes. But he's had it for 548 days. Longest reign. I'm using a different number. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. He can lose Longest universal champion of all time. He could. He could lose the title and still be Roman Reigns, still be the head of table, still, still be the tribal chief, chief yes. still acknowledge, yeah. and then be really pissed off really that much more heel um, to go into his next story. Because where... I'm sorry to cut... uh, No, no, go ahead. Where do you go after WrestleMania? This has been the only story that's been told since SummerSlam of last year. Yeah. And the thing is... And this is why I think that they could go with a Brock Lesnar win because if Roman wins, who do you put Roman... Who's... Who do you have left? But at least if Brock Lesnar wins, and like you said, we know he's not going to be on TV a lot. Right. Then you got Roman calling him out every week while Roman has to deal with whoever else is just in his way right. at the time until the next big pay-per-view. SummerSlam. SummerSlam when they're ready to like have the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns rematch. And then maybe Roman wins his the unified title. Right. Which they can. As many times as we've. This is the third time we've seen this match at WrestleMania. But it's a bit. It, it, wow, it's been a di- three? Yeah. It's been a different story every time. The first one was at 31 when Roman was still up and coming and Brock destroyed the, yeah. Yeah, destroyed the crap out of him and Seth cashed in. Yeah. So that never really finished. Then the second one was in, I want to say New Orleans? No, no, Orlando. I'm sorry. And it was, uh, no, it wasn't Orlando. It was one of those in the middle there. 34, I think it was. Um, where Roman got really busted open with the, the elbow yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. and blood everything. We I think we watched that at your place. Um, so that was two. Yeah. They faced each other in between, but that's two at WrestleMania. This is the third time at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but they can get more juice out of the feud if it's in the other direction. After the unified title, if yeah. it's Roman coming up on Brock. One more, maybe, one more again, but that's it. They, they got to let it go. But you're right. Where do, where do either one of these guys go? Nothing is in place for either person after this WrestleMania. Nothing. 
Absolutely yeah, not. You really have no one, man. Bobby Lashley, they screwed the pooch on yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. That was a huge opportunity, and the only thing that Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar did was push Roman Reigns into WrestleMania. That's all it did. Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. See, but I mean, I feel like Sorry. they've been doing this a lot where you, you've seen, as for the past couple years, big stars just be sacrificed to Brock Lesnar. Right. And. It, and then it's just like, like you said, you end up in this spot where it's like you have nowhere to go. And now you're finally down to your last two guys. This is it. Roman and Brock. Because who haven't they destroyed? Nobody. Combined. You know no, what I'm not saying? Not any, anybody legitimate yeah. talent on either show. Yeah, exactly. Who do you have? Unless you build somebody else and bring right. somebody else up. But still, yeah. they, they left. They literally left with this build to this main event. They left nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, they told it the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, biggest main event of all time. It's the unified championship. Right. It's the end-all, be-all. There literally is no tomorrow the, for yeah. either guy. Because even if I'm not mistaken, I know Brock has done it, but Roman's beat Goldberg too, right? Yes. Yeah, so you don't even have... You can't even you bring, can't him bring him in the one-off. dark horse, right, for a one-horse <laughs> runoff, right? Uh, okay, here's what's going to happen. We all think Roman's going to win, so he's going to lose. It's the right thing for Roman to win. He's going he's gonna to lose. But here's, here's the thing. Whatever happens in the main event of this WrestleMania is going to have to set up one or both guys for the next chapter of whatever they're doing in WWE. They both... Obviously, Roman is the future. Roman needs to get... It's not going to be like the biggest main event of all time. He needs to do a couple of mediocre things until getting up to the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I think... I think... I'm hoping whoever's producing this match, whoever's booking this match, does it properly. Neither one of these people can have the advantage at any time because nobody's going to win. Like, nobody's better than the other. Both of these guys have been built up so much to where in the positions they're in in the company, they're the end-all, be-all of everything. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch. Um, And the fact that we're talking about it like this, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast on 105. Um, when we come back uh, in May, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this podcast is going to go up in early April. So what we want to do, first of all, we want to thank Jason Justin Tucker for joining us. Thank you again. Hope you always good to come up. Really enjoyed yourself, man. Yeah. Um, and we're going to watch WrestleMania night two. And uh, Big Ugly, you know, 104, thank you again for everything you do. Of course. Appreciate it. And um, we want to thank the chorus of the Chesapeake, who were um, nice enough to join us on this most stupendous WrestleMania podcast ever. Um, and then whatever they call WrestleMania next year, we'll, we'll steal that tagline too. But come to the Bull Roast, May 14th. Check out the information on the flyer. And I hope you enjoyed WrestleMania. Leave your comments on the Facebook, Instagram, uh, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com, probably, somewhere. Um, thank you, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google us anywhere. That is the buzzer for the Royal Rumble, and that is perfect. Three, so, two, two, one, deuces. deuces.